Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Yeah, bang a ring. I was not expecting that. Carter's no, here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's coming home. Shut it's up. It's coming home. Well, speaking of coming home, Matt's back. Matt wasn't here last week. Yeah. He was at a convention. He was, he was all yeah. on the front lines talking to creators and stuff. Yeah, making a fool of myself in front of Jason Aaron. What did you do? Well, just like it became like the Chris Farley show, where I was like, "Hey, like, yeah, okay," and then he told me to calm down, and it was great. Although me and Mario got into a fight over football, and Jason didn't realize we knew each other, so we thought we were just two random dudes fighting over football. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, "Oh, you guys know each other? I thought there was about to be a fight at the table." So that, that was pretty great. But yeah, no, Jason Aaron, just as great as, you know, you would imagine he would be. Yeah, he's, he's, and, he's great, yeah. Yeah, so he signed my, my God of Thunder 1 in the way that Connor said he would. Yeah. Where he draws a speech bubble. Puts your name so, in it. Yeah, it's was, it was pretty great. But, but is it but as yeah. good as the Tom King art? The, the Tom King no, signature no, art no, sketch? Different. Uh, Jason Aaron's also a lot more soft-spoken than his appearance would have you believe. Yeah. Like... He kind of resembles Lobo, right? Like he looks kind of like this biker dude. Yeah. Uh, and you expect this like this gritty, gruff voice, and no, he just he's like got the soft Midwestern. He, he doesn't have as strong an accent as I hoped he would. No. Um, although he sounded like a, a toned down Kyle Kinane. I don't know if you're familiar with that stand up. Um, so. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, also met uh, Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, and they were super nice. Um, Almost didn't though because I got into line and there was a sign that said signatures for five dollars, and then a friend who'd already went through the line was like, "Oh no, that's just for you know first two books she'll sign for free, but it's because of all the Harley, you know everything oh, that goes pe- on." Pe- Harley, people are bringing like spelled. fifty things to sign, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that I brought up uh, Terra number one from two thousand and nine, and then Starfire number one, uh, she was very appreciative, and I talked to Paul Miotti for like three, four minutes, just about Starfire. So that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, we talked we about comics and co- conventions, apparently, meeting creators. But yeah, talk about DC yeah. Comics specifically. And coming up on this week's show, we have Batman number 50. Oh, 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 oh. oh the internet is talking about that one. Oh, we're going to have fun. Uh, there we have Catwoman number one, of course, spinning right out of that. We have Man of Steel number six. We have Justice League number three. We have Green Lanterns 50, Nightwing 46, Green Arrow 42, and Deathstroke 33. And that runs out the show. So that, that's what's coming up today. Um, and of course, uh, any news or ramblings that we get have before we get to any of that, as we, as we typically do. The the uh, the banter portion of the show begins now. Yeah. Your regularly scheduled banter. Yeah. Regularly scheduled <laughs> yeah, banter. Honest, all, all the banter is just, it's coming home and Pete yeah, getting angry. that's right. In that case, we'll skip the banter section. We'll move straight <laughs> into, into news yeah. and some such. Actually, I have nothing. I have nothing really. Co- I, what I do want to complain about though is tech issues. This week has been plagued with tech issues. Um, in fact, our patrons might be wondering where is June's monthly episode? Where is that? Well, we started recording it um, on what was that Monday now? Yeah, yeah it was it Monday. Still in June, I'm pretty sure of that. It was Monday, and we we recorded. You know, as we always do, we we split the recordings up. So, so and not, not not by much, but we just we stop and start like every thirty minutes, give or take. Uh, partly because something like this might happen. But so we did the first half hour of the show. Then we came back and we were in the second half hour, and we we were about twenty five minutes into the second half, 
and my computer blue screened and we lost that 25 minutes so we've been trying to schedule like the, the rest of the recording into a full schedule back in for the rest of the week um so so that's you know so so we're, we're getting to that this weekend uh yeah. basically it's not the only Monday. tech issue that day no, it wasn't the that that issue because it was okay, right? Well, we don't we can't have the exact same conversation we just had again. We need to leave it a little bit of time so that we come back a little bit more fresh. So we recorded something else that night, one twenty one extra, which we do for Patreon, and we recorded for about ninety minutes. It was a full feature length episode, a great conversation on aspect ratios. I'll enjoy doing it again, but I couldn't do it right away. Uh, but Connor, I'm sorry, but. It recorded. It wasn't until we went to edit. And everything seemed fine. Went to the edit, and none of Connor's audio recorded. In fixing the previous issues, it changed all the audio defaults without anyone noticing, and we we wasted. I mean, ninety minutes were just down the toilet. So, so it kind of was a perfect lecture for Pete because he just got talking about aspect ratios, <laughs> and if if he would have put it up, it would just sound like he's talking to himself. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was tempted just to send Coral the footage and say, "Here, double your side of it. Just sit oh, and watch it." And... Screw that. You think I can remember what I rambled on about? Uh, well, to be fair, I can't either. So yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. But Monday night was basically like a giant waste of time. We recorded. We were supposed to record two things. We recorded most of those two things, and almost all of it was unusable. It was it was like a dagger in the side. Yeah, it was, it was upsetting. Pretty hellish. Then I, I get a, a mailed new tech issue on like Thursday, Wednesday as well with feedback coming because I had a controller plugged into another USB uh, port, which was completely separate and unrelated. But it was just on top of what already happened Monday. I was just like, I'm sick of tech issues. I'm sick when of it. When you say tech issues, I admit, uh, automatically go to Detective Comics. So <laughs> I have to retrain my brain back to what actual tech issues means. No, no, I, I get you, I get you. But we're right. in the actual context of comics, yeah. Tech, tech issues just means issues of detective, but yeah, not so much right now. No, no. So, uh, technology can be a bit. It's a wonderful thing, but every so often it will anger you in such a way. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's all I want to get off my chest. Yeah, no. It's, so. uh, I've been off since Wednesday, and I forgot what day it was when I woke up this morning. So, that's great. Oh, I slept uh, in. I, I slept in about 20 minutes before we were yeah. supposed to record. I still had a book to read and I had to shower. So uh, I've been working a lot of overtime, so I'm, I'm pretty tired. Which, uh, you know, annoyingly meant I missed the, the, missed the football game. Which is, uh, uh, no, no, I, you're, you're not tangent I into that. Uh, shut up, the Perry. We're moving on to uh, news okay, and Highlights. speculation. Shut Super. up. No, no, no I will keep it, talking over you. No, you know, no football what? talk on this show. Well, I will talk all, over you completely. I will think of things to keep saying. Wednesday. I will keep thinking of things to saying. I am not going to stop. I am not going to stop. I will start talking about what I had for breakfast if I have to. I'll keep this going forever. It's coming home, mate. Moving on to news and things. Now, like I say, got the show ready in a bit of a rush this week, but there wasn't any real news. We have something I want to talk about from DC Nation, because they had the Heroes in Crisis thing in there. Before we get to yeah. that, though, I think we'll just quickly mention a few Twitter things that we can all remember, just from teases. Okay. Scott Snyder said that there's, something to be that, yeah, he just said there's something to be announced soon that he's really excited about, and he's, he definitely emphasised the soon, and, you know, obviously Comic-Con's, like, right around the corner that's like next weekend yeah, two weeks yeah. two weeks the two weeks or one week uh well it starts the 18th 
So okay, two. all right, two weeks then. Yeah. Uh, so that's right around the corner. Uh, so I would expect that then. Um, if not for the solicits right before then, because me and Connor were talking about this last week, how the solicits announcements comes like right before Comic Con. So, like, there may be some stuff before for the solicits, and then some bigger stuff at Comic Con for like you know the month after that. Yeah, the solicits will be due the sixteenth, so yeah. it is literally just right before. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey, unless they just want to hold the solicits for a bit. I mean, I don't know if they well, can It wouldn't do be that. the first time they've done that. It would be the first time. I mean, obviously, the reason not to do it is because there's a reason for solicits coming out when they do it. It's because they need shops to start ordering the books. So, yeah. So really but if it's a them. big enough reason, then yeah, they, they, they feel like it's worth it. Mm. So there was that. Uh, Michael Marecci, who'd done a couple of fill-in issues recently, he was tweeting that he's working on something big for DC. Uh, that will be announced soon. So that's you know not a little tease. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was was it him that did that that issue of tech that me and Matt didn't really like. Uh, the are you talking about the 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 magicy one with the with uh Deacon Blackfire. Yeah, Deacon Blackfire. No, I don't was think so. No, I think he did the. Uh... Oh, maybe he did actually. No, I think that was him. It was hit that that, and then he did like an issue of Nightwing, I think. Like a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, I think, I think I quite liked his Nightwing one, or thought it was, you know, it was all right. Yeah. But I didn't like that tech issue. So. Um, no, no, we'll see, oh, we'll see what it is. To see. We could see, could see what he, he comes up with. I mean, who knows what he's on. If he's on more of a full-time project now, I mean, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what it is. Um, so there was that. Uh, I think Palmolotti was, was teasing something on Twitter as well. Oh really? I think it was. Hmm. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I've got this in front of me, but I, I, I saw like four or five like creators like tweet like, "Oh, I'm working on something at DC. It's a thing." Um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect a, just a slew of announcements soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, I actually should mention that DC Nation. There was just a random, just a little headline in there. Uh, I think on the front cover uh, mentioning uh, Green Lantern DC secret announcement for 2018. Which, given that we've been hearing rumors of this Grant Morrison thing coming up um, with Liam Sharp. That would line up with that. And if it's not that, then there's something coming. Whatever's replacing Green Lantern Core, yeah, there's something coming. Which, which it's interestingly, major. Green Lanterns this week kind of feels like it's replacing that. It slot did. Already. It did. Yeah. More on that when we get to it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny actually because I'm wondering if this other book that's going to launch is probably Hal Jordan on his own because he was the one kind of missing from that issue, and I wonder yeah. if Hal's going to get a centric book whilst. Green Lanterns kind of becomes the the book for everyone else, which kind of makes sense, right? Because they just called Green Lanterns. No, so... it's true. I I, I do miss uh, Jess and Simon getting the spotlight uh, in the way they did before. Well, yeah. to be fair, they have had the spotlight for two years. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. That's true. More than any other Earth Lanterns individually. Of the last two years, sure. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah, in the last two years, they've had the focus, and then the others have kind of shared a book. Yeah, but I mean, Hal's had like his own book for years and years, and oh, no, yeah, that's oh, as Kyle. The... Well, yeah, because Hal's not Primary Lantern, like that was his his gig. Yeah. So. Yes, but we can move on yeah. from that now. We've, 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 we've passed that that era. As long as it's not Kyle, sure. Oh, uh, I'll take Jess as the Primary Lantern. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Jess is the best one, so it's okay. Um, Kyle's number two, admittedly, but Jess is the best one, so that's okay. You're, you're right, Kyle's number two. It's juvenile, uh, but I agree with him. Guys, guys, an A number two. No. Kyle is the number, number one. Two. Uh, 
You're right, he's pissed. Anyways. I agree, he's pissed. Anyway, uh, so we had that. But the other big thing to talk about from this, this uh, DC Nation that came out this week, which I have, I'll admit, I've, other than obviously the first Zero issue that had all the, the, the stories in it, I've not actually looked at this book yet. Uh, that's this free magazine. Well, it's free on Comixology. I, I think you have to pay, like... No, no, it's free. Is it no, free in the free. shop as well? My, my okay. shop, yeah. I just pick it up because it's free. Um, also, I miss reading Wizard, and this feels like it scratches that itch. So... So, there's a Heroes in Crisis, like, two-page spread thing here, uh, with a bunch of characters, and they're in, like, a sort of, like, hexagon formation, and there's, like, just kind of some captions, just to, just to, like, teases about the story. So, here's what the three captions say. Uh, which three of these characters will be accused of murder? And then the mm-hmm. second one is, which two of these characters will be murdered? And then one of them says, which one of these characters will be revealed as a murderer? And the characters, well, there's a good bunch of them here, but we got Booster Girl, we got Wonder Woman, we got Catwoman, we got Bob Harass, of all people. <laughs> Easy money is on he's the murderer. Uh, like, that, that's yeah. a funny joke. I like to put that in. That's a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, Nightwing, Deathstroke, Kale Rayner, uh, well, Tim Drake, I guess. I was like, for a second, I paused. I was like, who's that? I was like, oh, it's Red Robin. Yeah. Um, it does say their names. Well, I know. That's why I, I said that. Oh, that's who it is. It's Red Robin because it says that. What I'm saying is, it says Kale Rayner. It doesn't say Green Lantern under Kale Rayner. Okay. True. I'd expect, there. I'd expect it to say Tim Drake. That's, that's what I'm getting at. To be fair, everyone else is, says you know all the their their superhero names. Bob Harris doesn't. Oh. Lex Luthor doesn't. Yeah. Lex Luthor doesn't have one. Yeah, yeah, he does. does. He's he's Lex Man. And he's the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> I thought that was Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, no, they're both bald and they're both dangerous, so, you know. <laughs> well, one's dangerous with fists, the other one is dangerous yeah. with everything else. Um, exactly. So, yeah, yeah Green, yeah. Green, Green Arrow, Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal, Cyborg, Poison Ivy, Superman, Damage is there, that's a, that's a random new one. Yeah. Uh, you got Lex, you yeah. got Constantine, you got uh, Wally West, Harley Quinn, The Atom, Riddler, Mr. Terrific, and Beast Boy to round it out. So I don't know if we have any guesses as to who's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- damage so, is being murdered because no yeah, one cares. Yeah, easy. Okay, he uh, that's fair. He's the red shirt. Like that's it. That's um, fair. But there's there's two red shirts though. That's the thing. There's there's two getting killed. So I only hopes it's cyborg. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Tim, but it, you, you've had your time. Had your uh, chance. No, uh, this is the thing. It's not Tim because we just did that. So, you know, exactly. he was just out of play for long enough that we're not going to do that with him. I wasn't being serious. I was just trying to. No, but just as a, as a genuine reason as to why it's not Tim. Yeah. Um, Arsenal's not doing much. He could probably go for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a possibility. I'm thinking it would be a villain too. So like you have damage in. I can't see them taking out Riddler or Lex though. Or Harley so. for that matter. Right. Harley sells too much. Yeah. I, Ivy could probably go as as much as I don't but want. To. I think I think she's one of the accused. I think it's her and Booster, because we know Booster's a significant, you know, name. Yeah. Okay. So her Booster and. You know, I was about to dispute there. There's like, oh, you're right. It says accused of murder. Not, 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 not that they actually yeah. murdered anyone. Just accused. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I also thought Booster might be one of the ones that were uh, dying, and then because timey wimey, like, like mm. this version of Booster can go, and this is the one that King like emotionally scarred. And whatnot through through that story with Batman, and then we can get you know traditional booster. With I, I think it's more likely that that one could be the murderer 
that you know he, he's that too. so broken does he murder yeah. the better version of himself is that is that a twist here that there's two boosters one's a killer one's a victim i mean theoretically he could be all three right like he could be <laughs> accused he could be the murderer and he could be murdered so that's quite a twist also we can kind of we can knock out certain characters like i'm pretty sure lex and superman aren't gonna be too wrapped up in this like they'll be there or they'll be mentioned but i don't see them fitting any of the categories but i just it's there for a joke obviously but i do want to see the wonderful meta story that happens that ends up with bob harass being either a victim or a killer yeah because that that would would, would would be i mean there's precedent with morrison injecting himself in Animal Man, you know? Uh, I think Alan Moore's done that too, right? Where he showed up in comics. Probably. I'm, I, look, all I'm saying is, if I'm picking who I want the yeah. ones to be dead, it, why do you have to come? To... Why, why do you have to come at this from the, the most negative possible angle? Here's well, who no, I want you... to be dead. Well, two of them are dead. I might as well go, well, I hope it's these ones. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, it's very glass half empty. You, you, you should be, I don't know, here's who I hope survives. Here's the, here's the, the positive side well, of it. Well, hang on, if I'm going who I hope survives, there's like 15 and then two are dead. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the easy route here. Fine. Well, all I'm saying is, I, it, it's got to be between Arsenal, Cyborg. Damage. Damage and Kyle Rayner. Those are the ones. Oh, not Kyle. No, screw you. Kyle living. Kyle's living. No, no. Uh, I will agree with the first three. I'll add on the atom. I don't really care if he goes that much. Yeah, because Choi... Anyway. Yeah, Choi's really been taking the part. And I feel bad for Palmer, but, like, he hasn't been around forever. Like, Identity Crisis has been kind of it also, with him. Also, I'll get some heat for this, but honestly, Constantine can go as well. I don't really mind. Yeah, me too. I'm fine with that cool. as long as they give him a Vertigo book after. Yeah, that's... Just a Vertigo version. Kill him in the DC universe, and then so I feel like Swamp Thing's really the only one that fits that can jump back and forth between Vertigo. Oh yeah, I love Swampy. Keep Swampy around. And, and Swampy fits with the superhero mold in DC, which Constantine I don't feel does. He's too much of that gray, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think he works to carry a book in the DC universe. No. I think he works as a good as a player in the universe, though. Well, and we know that he's not going to be in Justice League Dark. He's not featured like in the New New Fifty Two run, so. You know, but yeah, Constantine, I wouldn't mind seeing even, even Riddler. I think Riddler, a shocking death because what we've mm-hmm. seen with him and his run, like, but yeah, so, um, as, as for who's the actual murderer though, I think the cop out would be just being Deathstroke because, well, that's yeah. not very exciting, is it? No, Arsenal, Arsenal would be cool if he's like, he snaps again. I feel like the twist here, though, is probably going to be that it's not really one of these characters. Like, one of them's being controlled, or one of them's being something or other. I hope not, because if you're doing a story that's tackling PTSD, nah, you, want them to own up. you want them uh, to yeah. own up to whatever they do. So, you know, uh, so having it be a mind control kind of thing, or a manipulated... It, it, I think it just takes away that. from it, doesn't it? I guess it? I could just, I could see the twist being where, I don't know, like... Like, Wolf is a shapeshifter. And it's like, yeah. you know... It could be, but I kind of hope not. Well, no, now you're describing Secret Invasion. Oh, uh, Marvel. True. You know? I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm not saying I want to say that. I'm just I'm looking at this and saying, how do they swerve this so that they're technically telling us the truth here that one of these is the murderer, but they're not really. Like, they're not actually right. making one of these. I think it's way more interesting if one of them actually is. Yeah. I can well, that's why I think Booster, Booster being any of the three, 
I think is the best choice. I'm just story. I'm laying out the possibilities. I'm not saying I want these things to happen. I'm saying yeah. here's you're just checking boxes. Yes, right? what, what what I could possibly expect given comic books. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, comics be comics. But yeah, I just just only what we know that Ivy and Harley and Booster are going to prominent. You know, are they going to factor prominently into this? Mm. Each one of them fits into one of those categories, I think. Yeah, those could probably be accused. Yeah, I can yeah. see them being accused. Um, and they'll probably use the fact that Wally was disregarding the, the, the well-being of the entire yeah. universe when he tried to save his kids as maybe, you know, yeah. evidence as to why he's a bit unhinged. Cool. And maybe if if anybody trusted. belongs in Sanctuary, it is Wally, given what we've seen in the Flash yeah. the last months. He's uh, so, had a rough time. Uh, also, when you thumb through this, you there's a there's an article about the fastest people in the DCU, and they put Wally as faster than any of the Flashes, which I think is interesting. I like, think that's always been true, though, is it not? Yeah, but they've waffled back and forth with him mm. and Barry and whatnot. But they're, the fact that they put that in an article in here, I feel like it's it's raising Wally's prominence a little bit more. For what's to come in Flash, and I think even here, so I think that could be interesting. Like that, that that seems weird to me. That that Cheetah and Wonder Woman are quicker than Godspeed and Kid Flash. Hmm. Well, if Diana has the gifts of the gods, I mean that would mean that would include Hermes, right? It, it would, yeah. So I would. That, that just seems strange to me. I wouldn't have said that Wonder Woman and Cheetah were faster than any of the speedsters, but you know. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think they're they're fast, but I, like, I, I, I never got like the impression they were speed. Short, well, like like a cheetah in in like the animal, a cheetah's only fast in short bursts, yeah. right? So maybe in a sprint, she's faster than Wally, not Wally, but Wallace. Yeah. And also, it's, it's kind of like how like Superman is really fast, but he's not as fast as a speedster. No, and I've gotten into this with people where like flashes or Superman just as fast as Flash. You go, well, no, that undermines Flash. Yeah, we've got to. Flash is going to be faster. Where's Superman on there? I think he's faster than Cheetah and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, he, he's yeah, at yeah. four. So it goes Wally, Barry, Reverse Flash, uh-huh. and then that sounds Superman. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I agree with the top three. Top three sounds fine. Yeah. And you have Black Racer, which Superman's just a little bit faster than him. Yeah, and I'll accept that Superman's faster than some of the newer speedsters who haven't honed their, their skills yet. Yeah, and that's that's what that's I'm fine. saying with, with Kid Flash and Godspeed. They're still new. Like, give them time. Because for a while, Barry was faster than Wally, than older Wally, so... Yeah, just a, you know? just a, a thing to go against your Wonder Woman theory. Why mm-hmm. is she so much faster than Shazam, who also has the speed of Hermes? Yeah, I don't know. Um, her yeah. Amazonian genes just respond well, no, better. Well, no, it says that she understands, because she's a warrior, she understands the mechanics of running better than anyone on the list. Which gives her a slight edge, which that's no, like you can't. Maybe it's like uh, how... I, I can understand the mechanics of running better than Usain Bolt, but I'm never gonna be faster than that dude, like ever. Yeah. So maybe it's like how like the common cold affects men worse. Like Shazam mm-hmm. just gets the short short end of the stick with us. <laughs> and Wonder Woman just naturally is better with it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm I like taking this Shazam far too seriously. Yes, we yeah. are taking it far too seriously. But I just matter. wanted to point like the fact that they put. Wally, the head of the list, I feel like they're elevating him for whatever's coming. Like, they're giving him a reason to still be Flash while also Mary's Flash. Because we've really never had them crossing over for this amount of time, right? 
Like even when when Barry came back, you know, Wally was was how long before Flashpoint happened? Yeah, it wasn't very. Long. It was about a year, I think, and he he kind of just he wasn't really around. I mean, he was he was technically oh. still in the universe, but he didn't really get any focus. He was he was barely mentioned. Um, yeah, so this gives them a reason to both exist, you know, like storyline wise or or in continuity. So uh, I'm super excited like for whatever comes out of this for Wally. Like I really think. It really feels like I don't know if like like the head honchos really care about Wally as much, but the creators seem to really care about Wally. Yeah, well, I feel when John's was given such a you know pedestal there, I feel like he could have the directive, like, hey, rebirth, bring back Wally, give him prominence. So, and I yeah. think Williamson now has taken that and ran with it, and now if King sees a story that he can tell with Wally, then awesome. Like, I I really want Wally now to be a part of. When I saw him pop up in that, in that honeycomb of, of characters there, mm. like, like, it got me excited as a Wally fan. Yeah. Um, of course, just to put a damper on it, damage is also there, but, you know. Yeah, but again, you need that red shirt that's like, yeah. definitely, oh, yeah, get rid of the whole he, character. Joe, Joe, yeah, is. That, that book's not lasting, right? No. Damage? Oh, no, no. way. Uh, but Joe, Joe, I think it's funny about that, though, is to me, he's the, uh, it's almost like if it's a Suicide Squad book, he's the one here to prove that the uh, the bomb necklace or whatever is uh, functional. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Slipknot, yeah, from the movie, yeah. Uh, that's who he is. All right, well, I, I guess that, that, that wraps up our, our news and speculation yeah. portion of the show. And I, I think we'll probably go do some books, because we've got some big books to talk about. So, yeah. without further ado, let us move on to Batman number 50. Tom King, and I'll say Mikel Jarin because he did the main story sections. But there's like twenty five. Yeah, we can't list everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, we'll mention because yeah. they're neatly all signed yeah. as we go, so yeah. we can we can list, we can tell them who who did each page as we go. Uh, but yeah, Batman number fifty. That's that's what we're doing. Well, where to begin with uh, Batman fifty? Obviously, it's the biggest book of the week. Everyone's been talking about it. There's been the yeah. internet's been not shutting up about their feelings on, on the book. And, of course, before we even get to the book, like, you know, we have the New York Times spoiling the whole thing to talk about. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but I guess we'll start with just how we feel. How Did, did we like it? And a nice short summation. Matt, did you enjoy Batman 50? Uh, disappointed. Very disappointed. So, you know, get, get you know, ready for a wedding... And then the way that this end, I was just like, no, okay. So it's like every superhero wedding ever. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can't have nice things. So, uh, and I got to mention too, I made it through the whole week without being spoiled. Like, I was dodging those things like I was in the Matrix. So, uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. But then when I had made it to the end, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should have been spoiled. I would have had such high expectations. Carter. Um... Uh, as the result of, of what happened, very disappointed. As an issue, I think it's pretty mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think it was... Where do I kind of land here? I, I have some w- weird issues with things that don't quite line up with the, the build-up to it. Like, just in context yeah. of the story, there's some weird mm-hmm. issues I have with it. Um oh. I think there's some fantastic moments in the book. There's some fantastic moments yeah. sprinkled throughout, which we'll get to as we work through it. Well, um, one of my favorite moments in King's Run happened in this one. But yeah, it's not I, all bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's actually very well written. My 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 bigger problem, um, or my the thing that everyone's really fixated on is that they're not actually married, right? The wedding didn't happen. 
I'm not actually bothered by that. No. In and of it's itself. Just, it's the reasoning, the way it happened, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what bothers me, is, is the reasoning why it didn't happen. Well, even the reasoning, I'm fine. Yeah, with. I, I, I actually like the reason. I think the re the reason has a lot of story potential. It just it's introduced very suddenly before it's it happens. The, the problem you. is it's it, the the seed of doubt is planted, and then two pages later, that's yep. it. I forget it all. But I do think it does good things for her character and something we can explore with her, probably in her book. Yeah, and, that, uh, and that's fine. But had we seen this in the build up to it, like. Even in her picking the dress and like, should I do this? Should I not? Yeah. Know, before, before people correct us, yes, there, I mean, we mentioned this when it happened a couple of issues ago. There was one sure. issue, issue 49 did end with the, 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 the first tease of this, this logic. That's still, yeah. to be honest, though, that's still, that's still too, too soon, soon. Though, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just saying I just because yeah. we're saying it again just too Get quickly. And you specifically yeah. said two pages before. I want to just acknowledge. Uh, yeah, okay. it was brought but up before in, then, in before people book, correct it's, us. It's two pages. Yeah. But yeah. So, and that that's what I mean about the reasoning is like yeah, that's fine, and it's got a lot of potential. But the way that it was executed, it left me with a bad taste, and especially that that final page. I'm just like, what is even going on here? Like. I, I do think the reaction on the internet's been a bit, bit in the rough side to, to, to witness. Oh. Mainly because yeah. I feel like, regardless of the quality of the issue, what you're really mad about here is DC marketing and DC building yeah. up as the big wedding issue and, you know, having the, the ad that looks like the invite and, you know, having the, 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 all the covers and, you know. Definitely doesn't help. Um, I think even as an issue, I think it just doesn't. I think it doesn't work read that well as an issue. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with that. I'm saying though that the, the the reason for the outcry, the reason for the backlash, is not the issue's quality at all. I don't think it is. I don't think it remotely is. No, I think fair. people are just uh, pissed because they were promised a wedding and it didn't happen. And I think the reason why it doesn't bother me and maybe why it doesn't bother uh, us as a whole is because we always kind of went into it with the fifty-fifty of yeah, mm -hmm. it's either going to happen or it's not. But I think it's pretty. Yeah equal a chance that it won't happen and i was okay with it not happening it just you know whatever the reason is fine but dc promoted this so heavily as a special wedding issue that yeah. it's actually really bizarre reading it when it was clearly never going to be a wedding <laughs> so so i actually thought that all the marketing the swerve would be the there was no swerve like we're actually yeah. going to get a batman catwoman wedding because i was kind of thinking that they're they're priming us that it's not by making such a big deal and I got worked, like plain and simple. And, well, and it that's fine. It told the New York Times like, to say to spoil it in their headline. Like I, yeah, I guess. That annoyed so, me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Comics have been doing this for 20, 30 years. You know, Death of Superman was was spoiled, and you know the the, the press. So, so the worst part of it is though, I don't even mind them spoiling it in the articles beforehand. Just not the in the headline. The headline. Because yeah. I can't avoid the headline. Because the headline. Very white would want their head. Because right. the, the headline was, uh, I don't know what the start of it was, but it ended with, it was not meant to be. It, it, it was, sorry, Batman, it wasn't meant to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, that's obvious what that means. So yeah. we all know now. Thank you for that. And I'll blame DC as well, because DC obviously okayed it and were fine with it. Yeah, um, they didn't, what annoys me is, why didn't they put an embargo on it? Leave the embargo well, on. Because they want as much... They want as much press from this as they can get. Yeah. From, from I, I know, but if, if they put that out Wednesday morning, let's be honest, the the majority of people who have seen that headline who weren't aware of the wedding in general anyway. Yeah, probably but people they're who still... Are buy it digitally. They're not going to be... They're not the people already... Well, no, I, I think more at the point, though, people who didn't weren't aware before, 
and we're and we're only going to buy it because they get interested because of that headline. They're probably not going to walk in to the comic shop on July fourth, right? That's the that's the real thing here. That right. that adds to it as well. It's just because even even Tom King didn't know when Tom King was pissed about it. He was tweeting that he was kind of you know was, he, he was clearly annoyed. Well, he, should... he he did somewhat make it worse by not entirely understanding how Twitter works because he liked some people who were complaining about it, who were sharing like people were sharing the headline and complaining that oh really hmm. in the headline and he was liking those tweets so then it comes up on my feed going tom king liked this and i'm seeing oh. the, that there oh and, yeah um, i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't blame him for that i, I get what he's doing there yeah no i get it I just learn how yeah. twitter works a little so bit on a scale of zero to marvel spoiling johnny storm's death a week before it happens where is this at this is pretty bad. Like this is this is probably this is... the biggest blunder DC's made since we started this show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm eight. I'm yeah. Yeah. I don't know it is. Johnny Storm's ten. I think you know a death in in general being spoiled early is worse, but this is bad because of the marketing, because of the lead up. No, I... If this had just been, if we didn't know that this was going to be a huge wedding issue, and then they told us a week before, it's like, yeah, sorry, you know, the the engagement was pulled yeah. off. So here's the, here's the thing. I, I think the marketing is the biggest problem with this book. I think... I have some issues with it as well, but there's a lot in it I like. I think if they just... Okay, I, I would still be oversized because it's still issue 50, and they did that for 25, and that wouldn't be a big deal, right? Yeah. But because of the way they've heavily done this when thing, and they've made it such a huge deal, and they've promoted the shit out of it, uh, they, to the point where I think they actually... They offered refunds to uh, stores this week who did like midnight parties with wedding cakes and shit. So they offered to pay for it, which is an admission of guilt, I think. is an admission of knowing they kind of yeah, messed up. Yeah, I, I know my store did a midnight. Because it, like, it was like this. There's a couple of new... Num- you know, this, Catwoman number one. I think uh, new Captain America number one. Yeah, yeah, there was a yeah. few big and things. And my store was actually starting its summer sale the next and day it, anyway. So it just did a midnight. And then even Man of Steel number six, if you want to throw it into the... the oh, pile. no, that was it. They, they yeah. mentioned that too. Um, but they're actually offering to cover the promotion costs. And because there's actually, if you go to Twitter and stuff, you can find images of stores that did like, you know, cakes, wedding cakes for Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. And it's like, they spent all that, and obviously this all had to be done in advance. So the, the, this story from New York Times broke in Monday. So there's two, these like 48 hours of them just being like, well, all the excitement that people had that they were going to shop at midnight for the, the parties just kind of dampened a bit. And I'm sure people still showed up a decent amount, but the well, actual yeah. the spark Especially was. Especially if they're doing like. Yeah. giveaways and whatnot. I, know, I did see like, a lot of people say, you know, they'll still buy the issue because, you know, because they'd ordered it and they wanted to support their store. But I did see a lot of people saying they were going to take Batman off the poll list in response to that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, yeah, oh, I, I don't know how true that is, but, you know, whether they stick to it or not. But well, that, that, that tells me that you're, you're giving more into the sensationalism than the actual storytelling by, by that standard. That's something I would have done two years ago. You know, yeah. Like, I, I mean, because I, I think I'll, I'll make this clear. I, I, I've loved King's Run. I think it is ninety yeah. percent fantastic, yeah. and like this does not waver me. And he said repeatedly. He even said as soon as the story broke, he said, um, "This is a hundred issue run. This is not the end of even the Batman and Catwoman story. The whole thing's a love letter to them." Yeah. Which is actually leading to me my, my next point is that I actually think there's a really good chance that they'll still get married before the end yeah, of this run. I, I yeah, I think it's funny because uh, last week we were betting whether or not they'd get married, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, if they do get married, 
they'll be divorced. Oh, you know, I was on the yeah. opinion that they wouldn't. But if they do get married, they'll be divorced in a hundred. But also because the I opposite. think the other way around now. <laughs> yeah. I think they get married yeah. in a hundred. I actually really like that. I like the idea that the, it won't be like a build-up next time, though. I don't think it can be. I think it will be like a surprise. Kind of like the proposal where... And this is actually my first problem, with it, my main problem with the issue, actually, believe it or not, before we, let me talk about anything else, is that at the start of the book, there's a funny bit with Kite Man, and it makes sense that Kite Man's in issue 50, because he's been such an important part yeah. of this Batman run, but Batman and Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman and Catwoman are basically yeah. just like, uh, so how about we just get married tomorrow on a roof? Yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll be small, no one will be there. We started off the one-shots building up to this. Damien's getting fitted for a suit. Whoa. What was yeah, all this yeah, happening this is, for? This is, like, everyone knows about this. Yeah, kind of, kind of reinforces. Uh, I don't know if it was James or Connor that pointed out like none of those wedding one shots matter. In but fact, fun, I stopped buying them. In fact, Seely, I believe, tweeted saying, "If if I can avoid spoilers for for issue fifty, and I wrote you know five things leading up to it." then you've got no excuse to, for not yeah, avoiding them. But that, One, I think it's a dick attitude because it's a headline. That is, and two, he did not read issue 50. He did not know how this was going in right. when he was writing. Well, which this. he admitted, which he admitted. But what's funny about that, though, is that he clearly, I mean, he may have known the wedding wasn't going to happen, but he clearly didn't know that the actual wedding, when it happened, right. was going to be on a rooftop with no one there except Alfred no, and, 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 and Holly. And I think that's insane. How can he not know that? Going in, well, how can if you're writing five leading writing problem? Well, they used to be writing partners. They they uh, wrote Grayson together. Yeah, they did. So you think but... there'd be some kind of communication? Right. It's, it's so it weird. It's it's so so weird. Uh, those one shots feel like a complete cash grab, even more than they did before. It is actually bizarre to me. Um, yeah. They, they they didn't even know where it was going in the one shots. It's weird. That, yeah. They've annoyed me. You know, I stopped reading them because I thought, oh, no, this just feels like a cash yeah. grab. But now I'm even more annoyed at them. Yeah. Yeah, it is so so stupid. And again, I think the one shots kind of add to the the fire. It adds a little bit to it, and uh, it's just rough. So that really bugged me. I was, I just I didn't understand. As soon as they started setting up for this like secret wedding that no one was going to be there, I was like, but wait a minute, we've had bachelor parties and uh, you know Damien getting suited and discussion of who's going to be the best man. Yeah, all this and, stuff. And bachelorette party, like, and all of was... it was like. Not even in continuity, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, nope. And that, that that's a problem, but I can I can glaze over that for. Jesus, oh, I mean, we got to go back to Porky's. Uh, yeah, far. but it's 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 a big editorial oversight, isn't it? Yeah, it's just so weird. I I don't even know. So yeah, so we start with them, and then basically the structure of the book is after a couple of pages of like the the main story with Jan and Art, right, which is building up to the wedding and them getting ready. Uh, there's like two pinups like they're always in pairs yep. and the first one's always from batman's perspective with his narration and then the second one's always from selena with her narration but and they're basically talking about each other's eyes throughout almost the entirety of this yep. and talking about seeing each other in their eyes and so obviously these for the most part look absolutely fantastic uh obviously there's some great stunners in here i, I got real nostalgic when it hit the uh the sale one because it looked long halloween well i think that's that's what's really interesting is to most of these, as pieces of art, I like a lot. You know, oh, there's a lot of fantastic images. Yep. I feel like it really kills the flow of the book to have these mostly unrelated just images. You know, it's, it's pin-up pages, right? It's the celebration pages yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as part of the story. The sale one is, is one of the rare exceptions where it's actually got panels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, also, I just, I'll, I'll end on the Fabic page. I just want to point out, he's a great artist, but... 
and I love that Catwoman suit, you know, the purple with the, the high boots and stuff, yeah. but he went a bit nuts with the boobs in that page, I'm not going to lie. They look, they look like yeah. metal balls. So to be fair, have you seen Batman's arms? Okay, but I mean, I mean how shiny they look, though. pythons. They, they look yeah. like, they look like, um... Uh, it's almost, the way the light's coming off it. Yeah, it? it's almost bowling balls. It's just like two bowling balls on our chest. It's uh, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that really stuck out to me. <laughs> they don't respect gravity. <laughs> they don't respect well, hang on, to be physics. fair, that suit is clearly holding them up. They're that tight. Well, I think that's my point. It looks more painted on our skin than it does an actual suit, which it often yeah, still yeah, does yeah. when it's drawn properly. So I'll critique that a little bit. Uh, yeah, Frank Miller can go piss off. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, he's dark. Yeah, I like the stuff with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, I like that they're, they're fighting them. You know, one of them's fighting each of them simultaneously. Yeah. That's a nice touch. No, it's good. And there's, there's some great stuff in here. The, the 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 scene with Alfred, where Alfred's like, "Oh, who do I get? Oh. Do I get Clark or Richard to be be there for you?" And he's like, "No, you, Alfred." And like Alfred, that's always been down. me and you. That right there, one of my favorite moments in King's Run, just because it's it's a human moment. Like between those two, so yeah. oh man, no, it's so good. It's got the the, the the character interaction, the human parts of the story, uh, all play out really well in the scenes they're in. Uh, oh, Albuquerque's got a nice page. <laughs> Just I'm going yeah, through it as I'm talking. That's a good one. Uh, the Hughes page was pretty bad as I'm thumbing through these. That's another one I wasn't big Hughes. on. I'm not a Hughes yet. Where's Hughes? Hughes is it's uh, one of the cycling back through. Trying to find it. Uh, I'm going. There's a lot of pages. It's got a really bad. It's uh, page sixteen. It's oh, yeah. oh, I'm really way bad. past it's that. Right after oh yeah, Bahama, Bahama was good. Huh? I go back to sixteen. Yeah. But oh, that's no, not Adam. It's Adams, not Hughes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hey, Neil Adams. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I, th- I yeah, thought yeah, Hughes yeah. had a good one if it was in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I misread the the name on the bottom. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I'm not sure. You know, the, Catwoman's arm and the hat. It feels weird, doesn't it? And, yeah, and the whole pose. I just I don't get that. Like... And and this is the thing, like, we had uh, that one story in in Action 1000 that did this with all the pinups, right, the, the Gleason run. Yep. And that was fine because it was it was one little story amongst all the others. And then the rest of the pinup art that was there, which I don't know if you got because I don't know, I don't think the pinup pieces were in the digital version. They, weren't, they no. were only in the print. They were just scattered throughout between stories. Yeah. And I feel like... These make a fantastic gallery of images celebrating their relationship to put at the start or the end of the book. But I don't think they work as part of the story. I actually, yeah. I mean, I don't have as much of a problem with the flow as much as Connor does. I, I don't agree that it's perfect or anything like that, but for me, because it was such a, a system, it was always the pair, and it was always like, you know, and they were kind of evenly spread. So the structure, once I got used to it, I became, I came to... It, expect it as i was going i guess is what That's i'm saying fair, but even when it was when, even when i knew what was coming it felt really stop and start yeah um it just, it just killed the momentum of the of the, of the, of the yeah for, for me i got used to it well after, after the first couple of batches I, I was fine with it um I, I can see why it bothered you though don't get me wrong i'm not uh yeah clearly it's not something that's going to work for everyone but um that was not an issue i had like i said i think i like the book the most out of us but i'm still yeah you know, i've still i've got i still got issues here so but, uh, also, I, I like when they throw in little Easter eggs to you know creators of of you know the the characters past, but sometimes it goes a little too far. Like everything in this one is a reference to a creator in the past, 
whether it's the Conway bedroom or O'Neill Ave. Oh yeah, the there Englehart was bedroom. so so many creator names and like the streets and stuff. This this issue. And like that's Tons cool, and I appreciate it, but like. King, we like tone it down a tad. Actually, to be fair know? though, I I remember a couple of them popping up previously in the run, so they're actually it's yeah. almost like they're doing a good job of saying no. O'Neill Avenue is a real place in Gotham, and it's always yeah, there. Well, but... It's it's the bedrooms that get me. Even yeah. people in mansions yeah. don't name their bedrooms, right? No, not really. I mean, you know. it's it's you know, oh, it's the third one on that hall. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like you don't name them unless unless you're using it as a little hotel. Connor, well, if you're running a bed and breakfast, sure. When I get a mansion, I'll let you know if I if I feel like naming them. Yeah, I might. But I like, might. If I've got a mansion, if I've if I've got like fifty bedrooms, I might name them. Do you know what the worst part is? I feel like you'll do it now just to spite me. I will. He will. Yeah, and they'll all be named and, after and, and characters. And the trainers inside to upset Stu. And they'll so. all they'll all be named after characters from the hit television show Buffy the Vampire. So just to add extra uh, extra insult yeah. to the injury. This is uh. the Buffy boudoir. This is the... <laughs> I just say it gets its worse when there's the the cane plaza and the finger tower. I was just like, sure, okay, sure. like there was a lot. Yeah, there was definitely but... a lot. Um, so yeah, they're not married. I fully believe that. And here's so here's what I like about this, right? Here's what I like from the character perspective. So Selena is doing this because she sees this as her heroic sacrifice that by choosing not to because she thinks that Batman needs to be miserable that Bruce needs to be miserable or Batman doesn't exist and that's really unhealthy that's like I've, I've seen people like critique this and saying oh but that's like that's enabling someone with a problem you shouldn't do that that's and but right. I think that's the point I think the point is, is that mm-hmm. she's making the wrong choice and she sees yep. this as the heroic sacrifice that she's making so but we're going to get that story uh, right yeah so I think where this is going to go is this whole wedding was between Batman and Catwoman, right? Like, Bruce Wayne can't marry Selena Kyle. But I think by whenever they do finally get back together, mm-hmm. it will be Bruce and Selena getting married. Even yeah. if it's in a private little ceremony, they're, they're getting eloped by whoever, you know. Um, yeah, not some drunk I think minister, that's right? Yeah, some drunk exactly. minister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I think that's where it's that going to go is, is she's not marrying Batman. She's marrying Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And that Bruce can coexist with Batman. They're not one and the same anymore. And, and, and I feel it's going to be a journey for Bruce to go on. That's, that's been the point of King's Hole Run, is can Batman be happy and still be Batman? That is the point of the entire thing. And Selina has basically come to the conclusion that he can't be, and that no. Batman needs to exist because he does so much good. And, that, and that's why she sees it as a heroic sacrifice. But I think the point of the run is that, no, maybe he can. Maybe he can get better. Like I, I think... When you look at this as a traditional Batman story, that's when you start to maybe see kinks and you start to pull it apart. But as a story about Batman as someone who is deeply troubled and can he actually like grow and recover from it, I think that's where this 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 run shines. And I think there's a lot of high points in there. So um, I'll defend this run a lot. I know Connor has more problems with it more often than I do. Uh, this, no, I, I do. this issue is is the peak of my problem of it needs a plot to back it up when it's not got a plot and it's just the, about you know when it's just the character the character work has been great but it needs the plot to back See, up the character I, work for me i don't agree with that and i prefer the character well i prefer the character stuff like the the superman lois stuff is still my favorite from this run mm. just because we got to see them all being like people like it didn't mm. feel like a superhero comic i think that's everyone knows about that to go. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that none of the character st- issues have been good. Like those, uh, you know, Superman ones were, were very good. Don't be wrong, but I feel but, like it has to. It, it, when he goes so long without plot backing it up, I, I, it starts losing steam. It starts losing 
momentum. Ah, no, nah, plot, plots for whims. Plots for whims. You don't need plot. What you need? No, see, that's where I'll disagree too. <laughs> I, I like, I, I like. A I'm being facetious, Matt. I'm not being literal. Okay. I'm just. Well, no, but I've heard people say that. Like, I've heard people like go, "Well, I don't need plot in a comic. I just need character development." I'm like, well, why can't we have both? Oh, we like, can. I like both. it. But yeah, you know, I think and I feel King's done a good job at that. When you're doing close examinations, though, I think it's okay to have issues that don't. Like, I think I think it's okay to have an issue that is just about like one like like conversation I, or one, I, you know, I, whatever. I agree with that, but I think it's been too much in the last 15, 20 issues or so. Yeah, but look at look at more jokes and riddles. Out. That was all story. No, it over... was. Which is why I say. Which is why I say. I think it's got worse as it's gone on. No. Between the the Ivy stuff, the church, this. You know, there's been a a few chunks oh, in the in this last section of the run where I'm really starting to feel it. No, those church issues were great. I, I I dispute that. Quality uh, yeah, aside, is is my point is these character issues instead of the plot, they've all been uh, focused into this chunk of the run. So it feels uneven. I feel like they're all being squeezed in at once. And this is not about, you know, they could be the best issues ever. And yeah. you might think that, and that's fine. But in terms of pacing, in terms of where they're coming in the run, I feel like it's been long chunks without uh, without the plot driving it forward anymore. Where it's no, because for, for me, the reason why it's getting more personal and more focused as we get towards what was going to be the wedding is that it's like all the other stuff's drowning out because that's all they're thinking about. So it's becoming more focused because it is more personal. It's more reflective yep. because they're starting to question. Because like, like they always do with wedding stories and anything. It's like, oh, is this the right choice? Am I doing the right thing? I'm, I'm making this commitment. And they start reflecting mm-hmm. on your past. And I think that's why the issues have become more like that in the build-up too. So I think it's actually quite yep. smart. I think in terms of pacing, it's it's almost like it's, it's, the, it's the wedding equivalent of... Like in an action movie, where you're building up to like the, the the third act explosion, where things start tensing mm-hmm. up and there's more and more adrenaline and stuff. It's kind of the the emotional romantic equivalent of that. In a bizarre yeah, way. but then there's no explosion. Well, yeah, there wasn't an explosion, but we're not debating what the the payoff. We're debating no. <laughs> debating all these issues. I was say, but, but if, yeah. if if you build up to it and then it's a a, a wet firework, like you're kind of like, oh well. No, no, I'm not like I'm not I'm not saying oh I'm going to stop reading. I'm taking off my pull list. No. I'm not at that point. No. But it's left me less excited about the run going forward. Oh no, this final page has got me freaking hyped for how batshit insane this is going to be. See, I don't, I don't agree there. I, I think I'm the midpoint between you two, because like I got to that final page and I was just confused. Well, let's talk about the final page then. So you know, uh, we we return right. So obviously Holly throughout the the, the book has been with, with Selena, and obviously she was in the Arkham and she's been let out to like for the wedding. And, and she, she still killed all those people, right? She did, That's yeah. Still- yeah. Okay, and, and we should point out she's the one who planted the seeds of doubt in Selena's mind. Well, that's what I was just I'm getting sorry. to. But, but, but I was just getting to like explain that she's been here for out for the wedding, and she's the one who's like sort of like going back to those ideas, and she goes back to Arkham at the end of the book, and it turns out she goes she goes back and there's a page the final panel of the book is her saying. The bat is broken, and this is, you know, this is, Bane's there on, like, a throne of skulls. Where these skulls came from, I don't know, but... Oh, it's the same throne he had last time, right? Was it? I can't remember. So, he, this he is was my, on that this... throne in that arc, uh, the third arc in the book. In I Am Suicide. I swear, I yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Bane's there, he, he is in some way manipulating this stuff to the point to break Batman, in, in a way that's different, and I like that. I like the idea that instead of just breaking him physically, um... This is like much more personal. This is much more like malicious and emotional. Um, but here's the thing: Bane's not alone. There's an entire group of characters around Bane, and mm-hmm. some of them make sense to a point. Riddler's there, Joker's there, 
Uh, Psycho Psycho Pirate. Pirate. I'm not sure Joker makes sense in this. No, honestly. Um, no. It makes enough Joker, sense. Joker this is this is my argument. Plan? No, no chance. I don't know if all of these people are actually here. Well, that's, I don't. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's we'll get through the rest of them. All as right, far as Joker's right. concerned, though, I don't think it's that weird. Joker's been in plans before. He's in the goddamn uh, you know, Legion uh, of Doom and Justice League Bane right now. Against Batman, given that you know he was just we ju again to go back to how things have not found continuity recently. He's just been going around be waiting for his wedding invitation. He's like, oh, there's something going on. Like he just found out about it through through the you know a bit of scuttlebutt. Until you actually see how he interacts with Bane, how you, until you know what the plan actually is, I feel this is weird to criticise this right now. You're, you're reacting to one panel of him just being there. Yeah. No, fine. I, no, I, I think that's Connor, jumping the gun. Feels wrong. Um, I, I think Joker would happily team up with anyone if it's going to mess with the Batman. But see, that, that goes against what King had said in the, the church issues, where he wants Batman around because... Joker does all this to you, Batman, a reason. So I don't see him teaming up with Bane doesn't necessarily mean, like, that means more Batman for him. I think Joker could do that all on his own. Well, he you know could do it, but Joker's whole thing is he likes to, to provoke Batman and try and get different reactions out of him. So right. him working with a group of others to achieve that isn't necessarily out of the, the realm of possibility. I don't know, this doesn't strike me as odd for Joker to be there. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. I, I, I don't, I don't get the... The instant, keep, keep like, going. oh no, this is wrong. This feels bad. Why is he here? Keep, keep going on the other side. Though. So yeah, so this is where things get really wacky, though. That's a normal. I didn't expect anyone to debate that side of the debate, the, the panel, because right. the other side's way weirder, right? We got a ventriloquist there with Scarface. Okay, fine. Hugo Strange. Yeah. All right, sure. That makes, makes sense. Some, he's not been around too much. He was there obviously at the start of the book, but uh, with the, yeah. the the build up to the Monster Men. Uh, but the two that really stick out here is weird. The two that is like, okay, what the hell are we doing? One is Gotham Girl, who I've not seen mm -hmm. in a while, and of course, you know, she wasn't a villain, like, before. No, no. and I did criticise that we'd not seen her in a while, because we sell, the, the first arc was, yep. uh, you know, the ending of that was setting up this stuff that we we haven't touched on since. It's the end of Batman. Um, I don't have a problem with not seeing her in a while. If anything, it makes her, yeah, like, that random... Yeah, me. Yeah, with a random yeah. appearance here, it actually has more impact, because we've not seen her in a while. So, oh, wait, she's here and she's with them? What? Why? Like, yep. I don't know, that works for me. Um, Conrad does I, this a lot I, with the TV shows. Actually, he'll he'll complain that they've not touched on something for a no, while. No, no. My problem is they they set up this that she was in. You know, she was having this relationship with Duke. Uh, you know where they were. That, you know, it, they, this was all teased no. at the end of that first arc. Uh, less Duke and, is more. Duke. No, no. But my point is that's the first arc. That's the statement of what the book is, and then that just went away, and we got this different book entirely. Um. No, I don't agree with that. He's playing the long game. I, I have no problems with that. I, I, I don't see the first arc as a statement of what the rest of the run's going to be, oh, necessarily. No. That, that feels like a weird, like, hardline rule to set yourself into. Um, and I, well, I, I, who else is there, Pete? Uh, oh, yeah, so the final person that's there, that's especially out of freaking nowhere and batshit insane, and, I, you know, I, I don't mean that to make a pun, but seriously, uh, Nightfall... Or, sorry, Nightfall. Uh, Flashpoint Batman... Um, what did they call the the thing the the, the Batman mini in that? Button. No, 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 no. The, the mini from Flashpoint with the Batman stuff. Night Avengers. Uh, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was getting Night from. It sure. was Flashpoint Batman Night Avengers. That was the name of the book. Sure, I try to forget as much Flashpoint as I can. So no, that mini was great. That was fantastic. Those two issues. Oh, that was Azrael one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. that was fantastic. Um, uh, also, you're missing Skeets. What's Skeets doing there? 
I didn't even know Skeets on the floor. Shit. Yeah. I, I was about to fight you and I was like, oh shit, Skeets is on the oh, floor. Skeets is there too. That's he what makes him think... with the skulls, doesn't he? It does. Yeah. I never noticed that's him before. What, that's what makes me think that this isn't what it appears to be. I feel like this is Holly. This Because all of these represent the entire run. Like each, like from Gotham Girl to Hugo Strange to uh, Ventriloquist and Bane, uh, The Button... Psycho Pirates there from the first arc. The, and then more of jokes and riddles. And obviously Skeets just from the uh, the guest. And then Skeets from the yeah. last one. So I feel... And then Holly from from that stuff with Catwoman where he had to clear her name and, you know, go with the... the to, to the League of Assassins. So... And are so, you saying that... Are you saying that Holly's real and she's kind of almost, like, seeing all this in her head? I think so, because I have I, a hard time thinking this is in Arkham Asylum. Like, for them just to all assemble there like that, especially with Flashpoint Batman. Like... Admittedly, Flashpoint Batman's a big wrench in like, any of the normal thinking that I'd have. I'll give yeah. you that. I don't know if I'm ready to jump to, oh, uh, Bane's not really there, though. Unless it's so it... weird, because she, she is kneeling, kneeling. like this there, and did, we've never had we any know she's inclination crazy. that she sees things, though, right? No, no, but we know that she went nuts from from killing all of those people. Like that's why, you know, that's why uh, Selena took the fall for her because she knew she was mentally ill. Don't get me wrong; I actually like the idea. I mean, I don't think this is what they're doing here, but I, I like the idea in some capacity that something like this, like the, the big revelation could be that Holly was never even with Selena, <laughs> right, this issue, and Holly wasn't there, and that this all represents the doubt yeah. of, like, being with Batman. All, all this yeah. combined, all of this, it all represents yeah. everything that is, like, scary about him and what could, you know, like, I like that idea, but yeah. I don't think that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're just... no, no. That doesn't track. Yeah. Um, no, I just feel like it, it's Holly is is the main bad guy here. She's the one that that's on. And maybe Bane's there too, but I can't buy that everyone's there. I feel this is more of a metaphorical piece. I mean, it won't be that long before I mean, we know. Like I said, that, that, that throne of skulls that he's got, that was in Santa Prisca, right? Yes, it was. And then he came to Gotham and Batman defeated him and I am Batman. So, yeah. you know... Um, well, while well, he what, what happened to him after that? I don't remember. We haven't seen him. But I, I was just into the Bane story. He wasn't captured or anything like that, though. No. No. Okay. That's, that's what I was. On I don't. About. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. Um. Um. But actually, I really like that this is bringing in everything in the run so far, and it makes yeah. me wonder. Okay, what the hell are we doing it, with with you know Flashpoint Batman? And it does. It does feel like the mid-season finale, doesn't it? It does. Though? It does. Yeah. It feels like the mid-season finale. That's actually what it feels oh. like. You know. But yeah. So. Um, I guess we should rate it, right? <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk half an I'm hour trying, about I'm Batman. I'm trying to move this along. I, I know. I gotta, no, 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 we'll spend a lot of time on it. Um, no, I, I actually love how insane that last panel is. I just, I just want to make that clear. It's what, I have issues with how they from promoted this. I have issues with how none of this stuff building up to it actually feels in continuity because apparently they were never going to have a big wedding in the first place. Because I'd be fine with it if, like, you know, they were going to have a big wedding and they said, hey, what about instead of instead of going to the big thing... But they thing, hadn't even decided on somewhere yet. They yeah. hadn't booked anything. Like, if, if, if they turned to her and said, hey, I know we're going to get married in, like, two weeks at this big place, but how about we just elope tomorrow? Like, if, they, if that had been one panel of conversation, I'd have been like, fine, whatever. They changed their minds and did yeah. this instead. 
but they'd never apparently were planning a big wedding, so why was everyone else planning for it? It was weird. Uh, but yeah. so th- that bugged me. I do think it kind of rushes like the her making her choice. Uh, but I like the drama behind the choice and what it could because this is maybe the first time Selena's being truly heroic, where she's really being sacrificial for herself yeah. for the good of others. She's- She's a character that's kind of driven by her own. I don't want to say greed because it's not greed. Yeah. But she, all of her decisions are about Selena, not about somebody so, else. So when she makes the decision about Bruce, then yeah. Yeah, it know, feels like a big thing for her. I like that. I think the the last panel. I'm actually really excited about the insane plot we're going to get with with this. So I'm into that. So I, I am a lot more positive overall, even though I still think the the issue has a lot of big problems. The biggest problem I think though is the market. I, I think the way DC promoted it is the is the big win and, and really like oh. drilled that into everyone's head. Uh, so yeah, we'll rate it. We'll rate the book. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Matt, what do you want to give it? So so the janitor really good. The most of the pinups really good. Yeah, and the story really good. So I could say that this book was really good. So that's why I give it a seven out hmm. of out of ten. Okay, I think that's just fair, Connor. Yeah, see, the more I've thought about it over the weeks since I've read it, the less I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, when I read it, I, you know, first thing I read on Wednesday, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, I mean, it was okay. And, and the more I've got it, just like, so what? It, I didn't like it that much. I really didn't. Uh, so um, I'm giving it a four. Yeah, that, that difference in opinions is what makes this interesting. <laughs> makes us cook. Um, yeah, no, I'm in a similar... I'll probably go slightly higher than that and go with 7.5. Like, I think it's flawed enough that I can't really give like a great rating. Because um, yeah. ultimately, I finished it, and there's, there's things that I really like, but I still kind of feel like this was a murky finale to what we've been building to, because it's... it's... Well, listen, there, there, there's definitely good things in here, but I just yeah. I don't think it's a very good issue. I mean... But, you know, if, if, I'm picking, if this is my issue of a comic, and I'm reading that, I don't think it's that well put together as, as a piece of a story. <sighs> Yeah, the pinups. I mean, I uh, I admire what King tried to do with the different, you know, with the dueling speeches. Yeah, the, 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 there. the letters, right? It, but I, I just but don't think it worked. Like like most modern blockbuster movies, it doesn't stick the landing, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I mean, the Alfred and Bruce scene alone, though, is worth half a point for me. Like, I oh, love that so bad. much. So. Oh. All right. Okay, that's Batman Fifty. So we'll move on, and obviously we're going to move on to the big number one of the week. That is Catwoman number one, Joelle Jones, uh, both writing and art. Um, actually, did you see, because obviously on the cover there's a speech bubble with uh, Selena saying, yep. oh, don't read this before Batman 50 or I'll spoil the whole thing. Uh, someone I, photoshopped I that. that with uh, the, is like, uh, don't, 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 read uh, don't read this before New York Times this week or I, I, I yeah. completely spoil it. <laughs> I, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. But hey, so so Catwoman uh, is is left. She's she's away. Also, the variant by uh, Art Germ, very good. It's pretty gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gorgeous. Uh, so Selena is is elsewhere, and basically the plot of this, the first arc here, is that there's not just one copycat, but uh-huh. lots of copycats. Because the final page of the book, of course, is her finding like, a tower room full of Catwoman in her old costume. Like, uh, you know, for the the one that we just yeah, had the, for a long the time. Yeah, the goggle costume. Yeah, and obviously yeah. she's in her new costume uh, as as we go. So she's she's been an bl- odd story, like hmm. to, to I, I jump think, into is the number one. Yeah, I think the the last page helped a little in that there's a lot of them, but I was getting a lot of feeling of it being very similar to one of the 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 last bits of the new Fifty Two Catwoman, um, Genevieve mm-hmm. Valentine. Uh, it was a great run. It was her as the you know she was the the crime boss, 
but there yeah. was a, a copycat Catwoman there as well, and that was uh, that was pretty recent. That was the last time we had a Catwoman book. Yeah. So it felt a little weird to open this with, oh, we're doing copycats. Yeah, I never read that, so this was. It's, it's very good. Completely, though, completely new to me. So, um, but you know, uh, obviously the art is gorgeous. Uh, Joel Jones is, is very good. Yeah, art um, looks really good. It's the I, high I, point of the book. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. What? I think I, I think it it gets better as it goes on, but I think yeah. the first pa- like that first panel, I think Catwoman looks a bit rough. That it's, I think it's just the inks are too heavy. They're a bit heavier than yeah. usual, mm. and I think you know, it doesn't work there. And uh, the second page as well, like there's a few things as well. I actually, it, it gets into it as it goes on. Though. I actually have a problem with the opening of the book, but uh, I just want to say one of my favorite panels in the book is actually when she comes out of the casino uh, before she's like uh, you know arrested. Uh, our hair's blowing in the wind and our skirt's kind of fluttering up a little bit. Um, it's a great panel. Uh, again, it's a bit more simplified. It's not as overly uh, liney as before. Uh, also, just yeah. a panel of her walking in the... the, the, the so when the police light hits her, and it's just a silhouette yeah, in the circle. I, I think it gets gorgeous as it goes on, but I think it opens just way too heavy on the inks. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you may be right, but here's my thing about the opening. I actually think it was a little bit more complicated than it should have been, uh, jumping between the TV interview... Her in the casino and the uh, like the, the the fake Catwoman who we find out later is the one who kills the security guard and is on the run from like a, a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a point where I was just having trouble like flowing like because it was like th- I'm so used to having to switch between two scenes at the same time because comics do that a lot where they'll have right yeah two scenes going on and you're kind of following dialogue from both. But there was three scenes here and I was like starting to get like just not follow the the, the line of logic between each scene as I was reading the first couple of pages. Yeah. I didn't um, read it like two or three times. Yeah. To yeah. get it to get it going. I think uh, has has Joel Jones done much writing before? Yeah, she's got she's got her own uh, book, right? Or create yeah. her own book. What was it called? Uh, I'm not sure. Lady Killer. There you go. Yeah, people like that. People uh, love that book. Oh, it, fair enough. Uh, to be fair, but, but uh, after this opening, I thought it got quite good. Like I, th- I thought the writing was pretty solid for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It's very confusing because I don't know where exactly where it's going. Which again, for a first issue, sometimes works as a benefit. But here, it just feels like a car crash where you can't get a beat on where to start. Like everything's going a million miles an hour, and then once it slows down, it becomes a much better book. You yeah. know, so I, I and it's almost those from that, first that few panel. Are definitely the worst, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, almost from that panel Pete was talking about, where she comes out. And it's, yeah, it's like that, she takes a breath, and then the book takes a breath. Yeah, because that, that's know? where it slows down, and she actually just reacts to things, and like, okay, what's happening here? And uh, so it just it it, 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 it it's, it's much more in line with where we are as an audience at that point. I, I think it's yeah. worth noting the book. It just it, in terms of visually, it it's a bit cleaner from that point on. Uh, yeah. You know, there's not a million things on in the scene here that, that are being drawn and quite heavy because Joe Johnson's is quite heavy on 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 the, on the art anyway, and that's fine. There, there are a couple of times later in the book, like in the storage, you, you know, shop, like you know, it looks a bit like cluttered, and I feel like that—that's yeah. how I feel about the early parts of this book. Is it just, even just the art, it looks a bit cluttered. Because we get um, some, you know, supporting cast introduce this detective who's, you know, a buddy or someone who knew the the, the security mm-hmm. guard who died. Uh, so it's setting up some some characters that are going to be a so, thing. Yeah. Some uh, supporting cast is always a good thing. Yeah, where yeah. Selena's living now, all of her cats, of course. Um, and we see the one connection to Batman here is that she gets like Alfred sends her her costume, um, just be like, oh, you know, oh. take it upon myself to forward you your belongings, um, oh. and we'll surely be missed. And she just gets upset. And I, I love the reaction shot of the cat, who's like, oh, uh oh, mom's well, angry. And then she she breaks down and sees like 
she looks up at the news and yeah. someone's, you know, impersonating her. So she has to go take care of it. So I love... It's a nice transition to her old costume. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I love that... Um... You know, the, the emotional effect of her running away and not going through the wedding yeah. so it does seem to be bearing down, down on her so i'm glad that that's going yeah. to be part of like her mindset as the book goes on so i'm i'm guessing she's somewhere in southern california or like maybe because there's heavy spanish uh yeah on the buildings uh and palm trees in the background so she's either in like florida or California, I'd have to guess. I, a lot of casinos as well, right? There's a, actually, it's California because on the full-page spread of Horner News, uh, behind it, it says Cali Exchange. Okay. So, unless so unless Cali also means something else I can't think of. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to make an assumption there. Yeah, that's really... Yeah, they are, when she's fighting the other Catwoman, uh, all that stuff is pretty gorgeous. Yeah. yeah uh, and it's just really good. Um, but I, yeah, I that's, think... that's the first issue. I, I've noticed here that I, I really like Joel Jones' art most when the backgrounds are really simple. Yeah. Like when there's a lot going on behind them, it, mm. it starts to murk it up a bit. But like mm-hmm. those shots of them just you know running along the rooftops, it's just simple. Yep. I think those look phenomenal. Yeah. I think she's the perfect creator to do a new Catwoman. That's for sure. Because it's... I, I feel like she has a handle on Selena. So yeah. Yeah. So where it goes forward. Yeah, I was worried early on that I'm like, oh, I'm probably not going to read the next issue. And then as I kept going, I was like, oh no, this is this is good. Yeah, it's for a rough few, like three or four pages at the start, and then it then it evens out and uh, gets pretty solid. So, uh, no, that's so obviously we'll be back with Catwoman number two next month. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes. Uh, I guess we'll rate the book. Uh, Matt, what are you what are you giving it? Uh, this is uh, because the first you know jumble. It's a seven point five. I do love the art though. The art once it. Once she takes a breath, it really, really steps up. Yeah, Connor? Uh, 6.5. Similar reasons. Would have been higher, but early stuff just jumbles it a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a 7, I think. Uh, which does actually mean that I rated Batman slightly higher than this. Um, mm. Which is funny, because I think this is obviously a more like full story, I guess, in that sense, but there was a lot of good stuff in Batman that, that picked that out for me. So, uh, mm. but yeah, seven out of ten for for Catwoman. Uh, hopeful for the future though. It, just, it seems like a mm-hmm. promising start. Seems like yeah, a promising definitely. start. Uh, so we'll move on then to Man of Steel number six. Could you believe that when we got to Man of Steel number six, it was the third book we talk about? But that's just no, because. I mean that, that's fair though. I mean. Yeah. We had the wedding stuff, and obviously Catwoman was number one. But yeah, but now we get answers. Yeah, uh, and yeah. More we... questions. In fact, we, it's it's fun that they had Fabic do the the John and Lois stuff throughout yeah. all the issues because he's he's doing this issue, yeah. and the vast majority of it is actually the John and Lois stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Rogal Czar fight is you know it's happening, and, and we cut back to it every so often yeah. as it's going on, but it's not the the primary focus of the the issue. Um, yeah. And I actually, I love he's he's fighting uh, Rogozar. He grabs the, uh, the 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 vase yeah. that he's using to. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing that he's got in the core of the earth, and he flies it out to space and he throws it away. And then, so they're fighting in space. I love the moment Supergirl like intervenes because Superman's like starting to like maybe not do so well, and then Kara just like shoulder tackles him um, yep. as hard as she can. And Superman's like, oh god, I love her. Like <laughs> that was it's, it's very timing. it's very American football. Because she's holding the projector. Yeah. Right? And she lowers her shoulder. And yeah, it's like, yeah, she's learned some things from uh, Midvale. Yeah. You know? 
Um, so and then she actually is the one who wins the fight because she actually booms him out of the Phantom Zone. And Clark's yeah. like, "Well, that's not a foolproof solution. We're going to have to think of something else." And she's like, "No, I agree." And that sets up her book because she's like, "I'm going to go and try and discover who he is, where I... he came from, and so on." Oh, man, I'm I'm upset just continuity wise that that uh, Zod's not there because oh. I would love to see the interaction between super pro Krypton Zod and anti Krypton Zar. Because there's no way they coexist in the Phantom Zone. Or even like, like, would this be the villain that finally has Superman and Zod team up? Yeah, I believe I believe so yeah. because you know Superman's almost the midpoint between them. And you know where he's like, yeah, I love Krypton, but I'm not about Krypton. Like, what's funny to me actually is that Bendis with this, I mean, he's, he proved it already last issue, but this issue especially yeah. that he is pulling so much from recent history that we thought he was going to ignore. There's so much recent history yeah. that's brought up with John specifically. That's, but yeah, the, that's the, my main problem with this Man of Steel mini is it, it is a bridge but it's a bridge just to business well no i, like, getting, I feel well, this could have been his first arc you know i love i love how i, I set up a point and then you jumped in before i finished the point right. with that oh that's what i don't like about it and you, go, you went off in a whole yeah, direction yeah. but no what i was going to say is that he's bringing up so much history uh from stuff that it actually wouldn't surprise me if zod does end up factoring into this rogal czar stuff yeah. when when czar eventually comes back and he's, he's relevant yeah. again it would not shock me if John, if if Bendis does bring Zod into the into the picture at that point. I really yeah. could see it. Um, but yeah, uh, so so that, that's basically it. And there's a, there's a great double page spread of Superman and Supergirl with the Justice League. And I love how the League are all in like uh, coats and stuff because they're in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're they're they're, send, they're doing like a vigil for for Kandor, and they send off all these little bottled cities, not actual cities, of course, but. Uh, representations yeah. uh, they send them all off into the sky and it's a really nice page it's really good stuff uh but yeah we have the john and uh jor-el stuff with with uh, clark and lois and they're dead set against and we were questioning last issue or i was you weren't here yeah <laughs> what but i'm probably we were probably on the same boat yeah what, why is john so determined to go because he was very like almost out of character the way he was like no i'm putting my foot down i'm going guys yeah. um and i was curious well, okay what's his motivation and I have to give it to Bendis, his motivation actually is interesting because he says the Teen Titans rejecting me and he specifically points out, okay, if I'm so good, if you, if you if you have no worries about me growing up, then why do I grow up to kill lots of people? And they're like, right. wait, what? What are you talking about? Uh, he's like, yeah. no, like the, the me from the future that almost killed the Teen Titans. Like he, he grows up and he kills a lot of people with his supernova. And they don't really have an answer like but no but that's an alternate version you don't have to like worry about him just you be you and you like do your own thing but he, right. that's why he's worried and i'm like you know what is a motivation I, I did not expect him to bring up that super sons of tomorrow as like a as a no. reason for this I, I, you could say that with this entire run almost as i didn't expect bendis to bring that up and he does so and i love the john and lois stuff so I'm happy to know that they will be coming in within a couple issues of of action and yeah, Lo- Superman. Lois says for sure. I, John might be a little bit later. Yeah, but he did say because I found uh, our good friend Talking Superman mm. tweeted out a, a piece of an interview, and they will be showing up. It's just not going to be right away. Yeah, except for Lois. Lois is back within like issue one or two yeah. of action. So, so, like, yeah, to anyone who was worried, like, I, I've been saying, I was saying from the start that this yeah. was a lot of worry over nothing. They're not, he's not erasing he, Lois and John, and sure no. enough, like, he, he is pulling so much of recent, like, continuity as part of the story. Oh. I am actually really surprised. I wasn't expecting this, but I wasn't expecting Super Sons of Tomorrow. I wasn't expecting Jor-El post, you know, uh, Mr. Oz to show nope. up. 
so I'm actually really surprised. And, like, it's, and it's a nice device when you have a this maniac that's trying to wipe out Superman's family yeah. that they were taken off before it happens. You know, like so. So that was that was super nice. I also love uh, Perry. Them talking about when she has to tell Perry. She has to quit. Yeah, and he's like, never yelled like that at her before. She's, and know? he said I was fired. And Clark's like, yeah, I was listening. He said you were fired. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he says you that know? a lot. He's just Perry. That's yeah. what he does. Exactly. Uh, so, love so that. of course, Lois is like, okay, well, okay, if we're going to go, I'm going to, because he acts. I mean, Jarrell's like, oh, well, you can all come if you want. Like, I mean, hell, Superman yeah. here could probably learn a thing or two as well. That little troublesome child of mine. <sighs> and he's like, no, I'm Superman. I need to protect the Earth, and also I've got a job. But Lois made a book deal, and she's got a second book to write, and she's like, you know what, that's going to be my second book. I could go around the galaxy with her son. And Superman actually gives her his outfit, one of his suits. Uh, It kind of implies there's only one as well, because she's like, what are you going to wear? I'm like, I thought I had, like... I mean, I guess that... But it's the new 52 suit. It's why the Chunks came back. Yeah. That's that's what I took that as, is he's wearing an older suit. Ah, okay, there you go. I haven't even thought of that. That's actually really smart. Joe, it is... Yeah, but no, but he's been wearing that the whole issue. The whole oh, it's all set in the past after this. You're right. And it's all set in the past. That, that's yeah. why I never thought of that. Yeah, because every time I've seen him since Action One Thousand, he's had the trunks. So it's, it's, for me, he's, he's had the trunks for ages now. I've not even been thinking yeah. about why. No, but this is all before that. Yeah. So he's wearing the old suit, and she's wearing the new Fifty Two suit. Oh, that's great, really cool. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. I want to see Lois in the in, in the, the yeah. suit, which apparently Back to the Future Part Two style will fit the wearer yeah. by pressing the button. Yeah behind the, behind yeah. the buckle so I, i'm curious to that uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's real good I, fabric's art is top notch here like yeah. i'm glad we waited it was seated throughout which i thought was super smart like bendis he's always finding a way to to tell a new story like any of his stories i've never felt like oh this is just the same thing over again yeah and I'm, I'm happy with superman he was like oh no we're gonna see where john and lois went and then we're gonna give it all in the final issue so uh, but my, my one drawback is, as I was hinting at earlier, is I almost feel like this didn't need to be its own mini mm. with the way that they made it sound like, oh, this is going to change Superman forever. Not really. Yeah, it just sees what he's going to be doing, what Supergirl's going to be doing. Like, it is a reset for the Superman family books. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I think it was really solid. It sets up Supergirl, it sets up Superman in action. Yeah. And I, um, and obviously, the other thing we have to talk about, I actually. So the ending, the last page, we go back because obviously we've been setting up this fire thing throughout the the book, the the, the series. Yep. And good, the uh, the firefighter we've been introduced to, she's like you know looking for the, the clues. And the last page, this kid comes in and says, "I saw who started the fires. It was Superman." So that's like a big you know cliffhanger. Like, yeah. oh wait, what? What does this mean? Who's 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 been personating Superman? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, or is Superman having like weird blackouts because he's or something? Like, what's happening? That yeah. this this doing this, um. And so that's another big cliffhanger. But one thing I noticed when I was looking through it again before we started the show today is that at one point with Jor-El, and I remembered that this line mostly because I remembered at one point mm-hmm. uh, he says, oh, what's John going to grow up and do? Uh, put, put on his baby clothes, right? And I remembered that. That was like a little yep. dig at him, you know, wearing the Superman outfit. But he, yep. the actual full line was, what's he going to do? Put on his baby clothes and... Uh, uh, put out fires. That was the exact line. Right. I thought, okay, I don't know if he, he necessarily knows anything about the fires, but no. it, I think thematically it's a nice little like tease. It's like, hey, yeah. these fires that we're, we're doing recently are kind of related, related to Superman. To yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's a neat also, little tease. You get the fact, or fact, you get the the feeling that this is the first time Clark has been lonely 
since he's come to Earth because oh, he's yeah. always had he's always had the Kents and then he had his friends and then he had Lois and and them and John and now he has nobody like and, they're gone unless you're counting New Fifty Two Superman where he was kind of this Which lonely yeah this lonely guy who just had his uh, landlady for his early days. Well, and, and even then, I take that with Morrison as that was an out of continuity story that sure. was meant to be like an Earth One kind of deal with when that was about the Golden Age. I'll, I'll go so, with that. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. For the first time, and we've gotten hints of of the death of of the Kents. You know how something's not right there. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, you know, but I, overall, I, I like this mini. Um, I'm definitely gonna pick it up when it's collected. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I think. Yeah, it's only the start. It's a prologue to the, the two books. It's not the, the, the whole story, but it, uh, I think it's, it's got me excited. Um, I'm someone who likes Bendis' pacing and dialogue, and I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people think he's too uh, decompressed. Uh, I actually like that. I, I like his his pacing and how he how his characters' voices sort of. It, it almost feels through. like Superman Rebirth, like John's Rebirth, like mm. with Flash and Green Lantern. Oh, but those yeah. I can see what informed you Informed what was going to happen, uh, and reestablishing that character this almost feels like it's reestablishing superman weirdly even though he never went anywhere yeah because get into the the, the the two series obviously superman issue one's next week so we'll be looking forward to yeah. that um oh, so excited. but you know action is the more uh, daily planet focus so it makes sense that lois is in that book when she pops yeah. up and um, we have the person try to take over the planet you know that that woman whose name i can't remember off the top of my head yeah um, i don't remember i just remember the 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 redhead fire lady yeah Moore, that, that's good yeah or Moore, yeah. Or Good's the one taking over the planet. Yeah, Moore's the, the firefighter. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I was remembering all of them. Uh, so she's good, and then firefighter's Moore. So we got the fires, which I might, I think, maybe more of a Superman plot. So we'll have that in Superman. Yep. We'll have Daily Planet with Good and all that stuff in action. Um, and we've set up Rogel Czar. That's set up Supergirl's book, which is coming back in August yep. to go look at that stuff. So yep. it's just feeling John, good. I felt. And John's going to come back a changed kid from from. Journeying the galaxy. Yeah, and yeah, that'll be interesting. Like, I wonder if that leads to uh, some sort of new well, thing. I mean, yeah, because I mean, the fact that he brought up stuff that Tomasi was handling, I'm wondering if that book that Tomasi's been teasing, you know, if that has anything to do with it. Well, in addition know? to the Super Sons mini. Yeah, yeah, because remember he had said like mm. he had plans, and it's not just the mini. I feel so. We'll we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe we'll get a Superboy book. See, I think originally, as I said, I hope he joins the Titans. But given that I'm not feeling super confident about the Teen Titans book that's about yeah, to start. keep him away. Yeah, keep him away. I, I'm not sure I want that, so... Put him with we'll Kathy see. and Nobody and Crypto and have them have the Tomasi Adventures. Sure, yeah. Call, call them the, the Super Squad or whatever. Take your pick. Yeah, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. I'm cool yeah, with that. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be reading all the Superman books again. So, yeah, no, uh, as am I. Uh, I'm, I feel really positive, and obviously, again, it's, it's down to taste. People don't like Ben's, that's fine, but uh, uh, I think we're both in a really good place. And then Connor's just not reading it, and that's that's fine, that's whatever. He can be grumpy over in his corner, that's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> Connor, you're uh, grumpy, you're very grumpy. Usually, I heard him last week, Matt. I, I was missing you so much last week. Connor was being negative on every single book, it was so depressing. <laughs> what does mean that negative? I give a lot of sevens. Come Matt, on. what would you rate? We're sevens in a casino. What would uh, you rate, Matt? Still number six. Uh, this is a this is an eight point five. I really love the art, but like overall, this was the capper on the the mini mm-hmm. that I kind of felt like okay, well, it didn't really 
necessarily need this. It could have been like a first arc or whatever. Uh, yeah, but which book? I don't know. That that's the main problem. That's why I, I, that's that's why I think it's a separate mini before the book starts because yeah. it doesn't fit into well, no, one that. of the others. With the way that DC sold it, again, it's DC's marketing. Is oh, like, sure, yeah. Changing Superman forever, and you well, yeah, I never believed that though, because they always like every single relaunch. Oh, this will change this character forever. It's always bullshit. Yeah, but it's always when bullshit. You bring, the, bring the title Man of Steel into it. It really feels like you're leaning into that more, because that title has trade amongst you know Superman mythology. So, but no, an eight point five. It's pretty pretty solid. Sure. Um. All right. So, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I think I go with eight point five as well. Okay. Well, I think I'll agree with that. I give the last couple a nine. I think this one, yeah. uh, I loved it as well. Uh, but because it kept going back to the John stuff, it wasn't necessarily as well rounded. And obviously, I, I think Fabic's really good, but he's coming after Adam Hughes. And I don't know if you loved the art last week yeah. as well. But oh, I did. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, so you know, here we are. Uh, but that that is man of still. Uh, so we can move on. We can move on to Justice League number three. Uh, the, the <laughs> actually did, who who was it that tweeted this someone called this the Snyder Cut or something like that when it, when yeah. it, on Twitter it said oh this, this the Snyder Cut's out today and it was you know it was it was Justice League number three I'd love to have seen them all going wild um, no. that, that that was really funny um, and if Rob you want Snyder's uh, take on Sinestro oh, oh yeah. man yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Love- um, so yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder's cuts of comic books I'll take. Snyder's cuts of yes. movies as in Zack Snyder, I can put in a burning fire and they should never um, see the light of day. It's funny, uh, Ashley pointed out to me this week that uh, Zack Snyder's my supervillain. <laughs> like, if there's anyone that's counterbalanced to me, it's him. And Josh she just brought up some really good yeah. stuff. Because of course I was going on a diatribe about something. and I she's like, yeah, you usually he, do. Yeah. yeah, she's like, he really is your supervillain. Like, he probably likes... Everything you hate and vice versa. So, I mm. thought that was pretty, pretty entertaining. Does that mean Tim Burton's massive villain? Is that, is that what that is? Probably. Probably. So, so that's, that's our Legion of Doom. It's Tim Burton, Zack Snyder. Yeah. And for, who's it for Connor? I don't know. Don't you dare say Bendis. It can't be Bendis. No, no, no. It popped into yeah, my yeah. mind, I'm not going to lie. No. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So it's Lobdell, isn't it? Oh, there you go, Lobdell. Yeah, oh, that works for that us. Works for all of us. Yeah, that works for yeah. us. Um, no, Joe, he is. He's he's the dark side. He's the, the villain as a team. For everybody. Yeah. I was just gonna say that he's the dark side. I was thinking of a villain who represents like all of them, like in the Legion. But no, he he yeah. he doesn't belong in the Legion of Doom because Lobdell is. Terrible. That's that is. So we start the book. Uh, Sinestro. It's a flashback to before he had a green ring because it actually ends with like a green lantern like crashing or I mean, whatever yeah. behind Which him. Which I like though that because as we know that most green lanterns don't travel in ships. I like that there's a parallel between Abin Sur and mm. and you know him crashing in a ship and giving the ring to Hal to whoever crashed for Sinestro also crashing the ship. Yeah, that's but, good. Because uh, we find uh, Sinestro basically finds this power at Umbrax, right? Well, this, yeah. this is the one thing I'll criticize Scott Snyder for is that we're on issue three and we have like five like different like concepts and new names to remember of different things. It is like okay, we got yeah. Umbrax now, which is the the thing that now is related to the the ultraviolet spectrum and the, so it sees the same symbol on, on this rock, this you know mystical cave rock thing. There's a the same symbol from the doorknob that Lex found. Yeah, and and you learn that Sinestro had had locked it away because he's like, nah, man. This is dangerous. Yeah. This is too dangerous, and it goes to again that 
Sinestro was a hero at a certain point before is, is, power is it corrupted just me him. that really wants more of intergalactic Sinestro? anthropologist Sinestro? Yep. Yeah, before he was a Green Lantern. I, I, I wouldn't say no yet. I wouldn't say no yet. Nope. Joe, it's funny. I, I, I love... I think it looks best in the yellow lantern suit, but I do actually have a fondness for the classic uh, blue spike yeah. suit. Yeah. Well, and, and I like that Snyder gives it a reason. Like, he was... It, what is it? It doesn't react to the ultraviolet. That's why he can wear it. Like, it, it, it gives him some type of shielding from it, and I like that. Also, can, can I just say, I never really noticed this until now, but Sinestro sometimes... And this is not a fault of the art. The art's fine. The art's really good here, but uh, it's sometimes Sinestro, it looks like Alfred, but Alfred's gotten really embarrassed about something, so his face has been all red. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's the mustache. Yeah, it's the mustache and the hair. It's also the, it's the chin shape as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to point out. So, we cut in. John Shirt's just shown up with the ultraviolet uh, suit on in Spectrum and basically starts attacking the Justice League. You know what? It's funny. I actually think the panel at the top of that page with Wonder Woman streaming, whatever is, as it's gripping you, you're, you're a friend, you're better than this. I actually kind of love the art there, even though it feels really out of character for Wonder Woman to be streaming exactly. Because it, it looks more like a teenage yeah. girl screaming, the way she's like... Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't like that piece, but I think that's, that's... one of the... I, I mentioned last issue how there was occasionally characters were drawn that I just don't agree that, 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 that how they look. Well, this is the thing. And I, that's an example of It's it. not right for Wonder Woman, but I think it looks really good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it's not badly yeah. drawn, but it's, it's, it's a badly drawn Wonder Woman. But it made me laugh, uh, anyway. So I, I guess I'll forgive it a bit more just because it made me chuckle. Because it felt so yeah. opposite to Wonder Woman that it just made me give it a little Well, it's laugh. very... It looks like Super Sons. It looked like that yeah, should be... Yeah, it does. She has the big eyes and the flat face, like... Um, but yeah, but John looks terrifying in that ultraviolet. Like, he's very menacing. Yeah. It's, it's all that. the tattoos on the head, isn't it? Yeah. That too. Yeah, so his ultraviolet looks uh, like constructs are doing a good job of beating up the league. Um, yep. and you know really really uh, tough ultimately those cyborgs the one who kind of knocks them out with uh, some sound waves and yeah, of course it is Sonics it's Sonics yeah uh, I'm just, I'm just yeah, oh yeah cyborg saves the league again mm-hmm. hey he's more he's more than a phone booth okay yes like, you know Steiner's done a good job here he's trying to make his really take you know cyborg as a, as a big deal in fact that panel of him like above Aquaman as he's like getting ready to like do the sound waves he looks quite badass there, to be honest. He's, he's got yeah. kind of good look there. Um, but as we cut to inside the totality, we know that Martian Manhunter and Superman are inside there, and Batman's inside Superman, and Hawk <laughs> Girl's inside Martian Manhunter. But we also know the twist last issue was that Lex Luthor's also inside Superman in his own little I, ship. I, I really wish Lex had been inside a Batman. So Lex, yeah. <laughs> like a little Russian doll syndrome. Uh, yeah, that could be funny. Yeah, that, what size would he even be at that point? Because Batman's already shooting molecules. He's already that small that he's shooting molecules with his ship. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So and obviously there's the big reveal later on, which you know it was a fantastic, probably my favorite moment of the book actually. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah, this place is trying to like mutate them and it's, like it's feeling even more like annihilation. It is. And Hot Girl and Batman are basically like blasting all the molecules to like protect them. So they're, yeah, they're it's doing keeping so, them from becoming mutated. It's it's basically a mix of inner space and uh, a bit of the 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 Fantastic Voyage, which was a bit of ship that was small enough to like try you know go into the human body, and like the molecules are all like so big. It's just those mixed with a bit of like I don't know, pick a pick a video game, Space Invaders, lots of shooting. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a mix of those things. It's kind of insane. Uh, so John wakes up in the the lab. Uh, and they're like, oh, see, what, what's happening here? 
what's going on? And he brings up Umbrax and it's an extra locked away, but he, he thinks that's what this is. And he's like, oh, and he thinks it's connected to like other, was it six other forces? Yeah, six other yes, forces. Yeah, seven in total. And uh, Barry's like, what, it's still force? You mean it's real? So, and I think we've said this before, but I'm fully expecting all of them to relate to one member in some way. Yep. Yeah. I agree, yep. I mean, how, so how many members have we got? The Green Lantern. Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Cyborg, <laughs> Martian Manhunter. We haven't got any more than that. Oh, and Hawk Girl, I suppose. I, I could see not one for Jean because Jean's already had the thing from Savage. You know, he's got the, the link. That's true, yeah. Telepathically. So yeah, I, but what about, what about the things that show up in Dark Atlantis? Like, you don't think those are something to do with Manhunter? Oh, sure, yeah, because a little bit Martians. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Oh. Um, so maybe not every single one of them, but most of them. I feel like you know, maybe yeah. not Bat. Maybe Batman because Batman's not getting any powers. That's no. true. So, but, Bat- so I mean, that's Luther too. Like that could just be the representative of Luther. You true. know, yeah. they're the mankind personified. Um, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, so so they basically look look for some energy signals and they're like, wait a minute, and they basically find the, the hidden base, the Legion of Doom base, and Aquaman's like, no, but that's like Dead Sea, There's, nothing's meant to be down there, it's impossible. And Wonder Woman's just like, no, well then, let's go. <laughs> well, the Justice League. Exactly. We do, we do things. Um, uh, so Superman and Jean are still in there, and they find, in the totality, they find huge statues. They're not really statues, but they're sort of standing still like statues. It's like a wall of these titans. Um, yeah, they're like a chunk of the source wall is what it looks like, Yeah. But- yeah, there's more to it than that. Yeah, but they're actually solid. And Jean goes up to sort of try and inspect it telepathically. And I love the, the evil looking panel of Luther go, that's right, Martian, don't slow down, do it. Uh, it looks yeah. proper menacing in there. Uh, so in his head, though, it's like he becomes a child Martian. And there's like a, there's yep. like a child on the other side of the of the, the light, if you will. And almost as if there's a sheet of glass. And they put their hands up to touch. Mm-hmm. And that's when he receives the vision of like what looks like martians being killed or so right. similar type beings being eradicated like just outright chaos and once again jean's terrified the titan wakes up he's like you the first abomination you must be destroyed and he's big galactic and titany yeah it's it's very cool it's it very I'm, I'm getting like old school action adventure vibes yeah from it. yeah like in fact, you know I mean, there's a lot of great panels in this. One of my favourites, though, maybe the next page, uh, when they're, when the league's coming towards the, uh, the the secret lair, and I love how it just kind of looks like Black Manta's helmet, with the lights yeah. coming through the window. Um, and like and, all these dead whales around yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a really nice panel, and I love that, obviously, Aquaman's just swimming, but Flash and Wonder Woman are in the invisible ship, and he's questioning, wait, why can they see us? Why, why, why does it work that way? That's stupid. Yeah. Why would it work like that? Yeah. If it, no. Isn't that supposed to be stealthy? What was stealthy about us just floating midair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a fun little banner. And then yeah. they go inside, they find the white Martians in the test tubes, which break out. And, and they're more primal, like, yeah. almost like they've been devolved. Because it's worth mentioning, know? Barry says they look like white Martians, not that they are yeah. white Martians necessarily. Right. So they're close. More animalistic. But... Yeah. Uh, so they're fighting. We got the fight with the Titans, and then this is when, at the bottom of the page. We see someone else is in Hot Girl's ship. We see just the silhouette of who it is, and it was you know obviously there's been no hint up until this point that someone else is there. So it's, there's not a lot of time to like process. So I didn't necessarily stop and think about who it was. I just turned the page. Mm-hmm. So I got the surprise, yeah. the full page spread yeah. of Joker 
with with a chainsaw, by the way. Very, very yeah. it's very Texas chainsaw the way he's holding I, I, I love how unstealthy a chainsaw is. Yeah, yeah like by true, definition, right? as soon as you have to start it up, it yeah. it, it makes that huge noise. There's, like, well, there's, there's a nothing subtle about the Joker, though, Connor. No. So well, there is up, up until the chainsaw, you know, he's he's there, he's hidden. He's, yeah. he's shushing, he's quiet. Well, yeah, but I think that's kind of the point, is he wants it to yeah. be terrifying, because she's going to be shocked yeah. as soon as she hears it. Yeah, she's yeah. going to get him with the, the with the wings. Like, <laughs> she's, he don't know what he's up against. question he is, can, the, can those wings, those new wings, take a chainsaw? I don't see why they couldn't. They're, they're <laughs> a certain kind of metal. I would go for it, yeah. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see some chainsaw action. Here's my question, though. How did he get in that ship? Uh... Because well, he, he had to sneak on right before it shrunk. Like that has yep. to be what happened. Yep. So, you know, very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, and then meanwhile, Cyborg and, and John Stewart are are trying to like they're at the watch to the old watchtower, what's left of it, uh, trying to like triangulate signals and look into the the Umbrix and all that. When Sinestro shows up, uh, supporting the ultraviolet light, and yep. he went to actually sort of take care of it, but he'd already left and he, he tracked it here. So basically, it's been attracted towards Earth. So the big final cliffhanger is that all of these, you know, invisible ultraviolet planets are all surrounding Earth, and we're here. So it's a great big page as well. It's really, it's really kind it's of surreal. It's a gorgeous very... page with all of the purple. Yeah. It, it reminded me from the Transformers uh, Unicron. Mm. Unicron just shows up. I didn't see that. Like, you're like, oh man, we're boned. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. But see yeah, it. but like. I like what it did with the story where it progressed like the stealth force had to be uncovered first before the rest of these would appear. So it's like one leads to the other. Uh, and I almost look at that, and this is probably me doing way too much digging, kind of like how, how Flash was one of the first of these, you know, the Silver Age heroes mm. to appear. And they went from magic to science-based, uh, you know, and mm. Barry was the first of that, and then Hal. So now we get the steel force, and then we get the ultraviolet core. I just think like that's it's kind maybe of smart. If it happened into, by accident, maybe we do the reverse. We we get these, which are almost a bit more sciencey. Yeah. All those characters. And we get more magic here as we, we go. go. We move into yeah. magic, yeah, especially with, with Wonder Woman going oh. to to dark and getting involved in that magic oh, side yeah. of things. One of them is going to be full on magic. Maybe a couple, yeah, yeah. but definitely one of them will be absolutely. Yeah. But I just I just I you know reading this and going back to the orders we're talking about it, it that stuck out to me. Like yeah. Worth knowing they they did address the moon again. They're like, yeah, yeah, the moon's not there. I, I think Snyder tweeted that, they, that an issue, maybe five, will be dealing yeah. with the moon problem. Yeah, well, I, I like that they brought up Geoforce. Yeah, because right? there's, there's like, a line about, oh yeah, we've, we've got like something to temporarily take care of the waves and shit. Well, well, you know, until we actually you know build a new moon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's not yeah. going to last long enough. Yeah, there's, there's, they're not a ticking clock, but they're, they're acknowledging that yes, the Earth would be affected by the moon suddenly not being. <laughs> <laughs> as as yeah, it would okay. be, uh, really important. I, I think I want to. Call, I, I really like this show a lot. I think it's. Cont- I, I love. I love that it's split into three, and we have you know we have uh, John and on Cyborg together doing one thing. Yep. We got uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Aquaman doing another thing. We got Superman and and Martian Manhunter with the other two in their bodies in the totality. None of it feels like. I think it's neatly built in up enough that they set up one. They focused on just the, the totality last issue. That this issue. I feel like really good about the three plots going on. None of them feel like rushed. I feel like I understand all of them. My only complaint would be that there's so many concepts of Umbrax and this and that. And yeah, he's like, throwing them at you fast. Yeah, expecting yeah. to, so to I, go. I, I'll criticize that, but the art's really good. 
And I think I'll say that I love that Justice League feels like an important book, that it feels like an event constantly going yeah. on. Um, and this issue didn't uh, dampen that in any way. So when he started on Batman, he there was always that vibe like he was taking some inspiration from the animated series. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's true here too. Mm. This feels kind of like a darker version of the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think we've known that since since we saw the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean like here with even the storytelling and how the Justice League show early on would break them up into different squads. And here we're getting that too. And I think so. it's interesting that we know the next arc is going to be Aquaman focused. We've just introduced a yep. part of the ocean that he thought was, you know, it, you couldn't go to. He thought it was, to. yeah. Uh, so I think that's interesting. It would maybe suggest that the next force that appears is something to relate to Aquaman in some way. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, looking forward to that. So we'll so we'll see. But no, they're really good. So uh, we'll rate the book. Uh, Matt, what would you give Justice League number three? No, uh, that's an eight. Uh, the art's solid. The story's there. But like you said, the him throwing all these new things at you, it's hard to keep, keep yeah. it straight. Uh, it's funny because that, yeah, that's my main critique. But honestly, I'm going to go straight to a nine. I, I really... Uh, that, that, this feels exciting to read every week. I, I, I read it again. and um, So far, Snyder's not gotten like too wordy for his own good. Everything's flowing no. quite well. Um, so, no, I have to I get some props. Connor? I'm going with the eight uh, because there's just once too many times with the art where it's the faces are bothering me, especially uh, Martian Manhunter. Um, the page just before the the double page spread where they see all the big titans, he, his face it looks like he's grinning. Do you know, I actually I I know exactly the panel you mean because it, it stuck out to mm-hmm. me as well. I, I agree but with it. I agree it's with a with couple that one. of panels before that as well where he's just got this grin on his face and it just it doesn't make any sense to me. That's fair. Whenever Connor complains, he always sounds really upset about it. Yeah. It always sounds like it's really bothering them what he's complaining about. Well, they do bother me. <laughs> he looks offended. It's, it's wrong. It should be fixed. Uh, I, agree, be I, I, I agree with the complaint. Oh, I don't think it's as big a deal. It, um, it's, it's not as, I think it was worse in the last issue with those moments. I think there was more hmm. of them. But uh, there was just, just a couple too many that stopped me going higher than an eight. Well, we're not done with big stuff yet. We actually have the start of a new run this week as well. Another big issue, uh, Green Lantern's number 50, Dan Jurgens writing, Mike Perkins on the art. Uh, it was oversized as well. It was about 10 extra yeah. pages. Um, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, so it's, I think what struck me about this was right away is that it feels less like just Simon and Jess now and more like it's, at least for this arc, it's going to be a lot more of the lanterns. Kilowog's in here, guys. There, Kyle's there, John's oh, there. Definitely, it's 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 worth noting that immediately this is set after Hal Jordan agreed yeah. and called 50. fifty. So this feels like okay, that's going away at least for a month or two before they replace that. Yeah. We know that. Then okay, so this is this is filling the slot as the the general Green Lantern book, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, my only downside to that is that I liked uh, the spotlight being on, on Jess and Simon a bit more because they were newer. Uh, so we'll see how it shapes up once the other book starts and what that is. I can, I can almost see it being a Hal book and then this will be the, the everyone else book. The core. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did like the issue quite a bit. I actually, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into the plot they're building. The idea that the rings are disobeying the lanterns and something's corrupting mm-hmm. them is a really fun yeah. idea. And except maybe exactly. Jesse's ring, because Jesse's ring is like, hey, you can't trust anyone, Jess. Seriously, right? Like, like they're, they're, nope. they're, they're compromised. So, oh man, this the the more I read of Jurgens, the more I appreciate him because I feel like he's this like unsung writer at DC. Mm. He's been around forever, and when you think about it, he doesn't whiff that often. And the fact that he was picking up on on stuff that he wrote because we we get the um, what's his name. 
from from the action arc uh, who tried to kill Luther. Oh, uh, the God. I, I know you're on about the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his name. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Because he, 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 that... he agreed not to eventually. That's the point. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna find him. There you go. There you go. The fact that he's brought in, and we saw what he did to Superman and Lex, and that you're instantly know like you're in for trouble. That whatever did this messed him up big time. I like that. And, and even if you haven't read that arc, right? If you're just a Lantern reader. Oh, yeah, it works. Here, it, it sets the stakes as well. So, yeah, because uh, John finds this derelict ship and he rings like, oh, there's something coming, but we can handle whatever it is. And then it's like an yeah. entire fleet of like almost Battlestar Galactica looking ships. And it's a gorgeous page when they land. Uh, it's fantastic. It um, and John's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, manageable. Yeah, that was the word I'd use. Uh, but I'll handle it. So we get this mysterious new villain. The, the book even starts with uh, one of the Guardians uh, who's like, oh no, he is coming, him. He references yeah. he knows who this big bad is that's coming. And I actually love, because, you know, John's like, okay, this is worse than I thought. Like, ring, tell the court to send, send in, you know, reserves or whatever. And the ring says, Larton Stewart reports that it resolved, status secure. And I'm like, oh no, what's happening here? Yeah. And, and my favourite, possibly my favourite moment of the entire book, actually, is later on when we come back to John, and he's fighting again for a while, and he's like, "Damn it, Ring! You know, call the call the Guardians, call the Core." And it's just on the, in the one panel below, it just says no. I, I like that before that as well, though. It tries to justify that. It's like, "Oh, sorry, uh, you know, a misunderstanding. I sent the wrong signal. I right. thought you were referring to the other signal that we mm. were we were fine." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I, I love the rings being defiant. So yeah, the, the, the call shows up in front of a guy in Kilowog. So they go out looking for John. They find him beaten to death. Like John's got like enough energy just to like give himself a gas mask just to right. be alive. Yeah. Um, so they have to protect him. Um, Kyle comes to get Simon and Jess on Earth. Um, and they're at a club, yeah. which I love. I as soon as it opened, I was like, oh, Jess wouldn't go to a club. And then the the dialogue is about yeah. first thing how to say. This is something new to her. And I was like, okay, Jurgen, you got me. Yeah. Like, yep. Given, given that we were complaining those last two issues that Jess yep. and her anxiety just felt out of place. Oh, yeah, that, that's just... What they were doing. Let's just wait that two-part fill-in from the record. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's funny because that was the most recent thing we'd read with Jess. Yeah. And, and so we go in expecting, like, uh, okay, that's in your mind as, as soon as you get to this scene. Mm. And then it's like, oh, never mind, forget all about that. We got it right. Yeah, so the Guardians are freaking out. They want to find Hal. Hal's not around. Uh, so they're going to try and contact him, but they're like, okay, get Rainer and the others here. And basically, they get to get to Mogo. Uh, oh, by the way, I love the. I just, I'm flicking through the book as I talk about it. Uh, John's like armor that he gives himself at one point is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. The green armor. But they get to Mogo, and there's basically a giant storm, and like it's getting worse and worse. And like, why is this happening? This has never happened before. Uh, this is dangerous. And the lanterns that are there are struggling to deal with it. I- I, I did like that Jess gave herself a little umbrella, and and all the oh, yeah. all, all the blokes just just powered on through. That that's that, that that's very true to life. Uh, it is. It's always very so true. It's, to it's life. always the women with the umbrellas in the bag, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you go back to like the fifties, and it was very gentlemanly to have like a uh, well, to yeah. have an umbrella. Well, even now, even then here, it doesn't rain that often. But when it does, my wife has an umbrella in her car. Me, I just put my jacket up. Higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a hood or a hat. If not, it's like, well, yeah. screw it. I guess I'm getting wet. Yeah, I'll cope. It's fine. Um, so, um, but also, fun like stuff. You, you guys were talking about all the other lanterns that pop up. Mm-hmm. You get Princess Iolandi. Yep. The, yeah. She's here and she's like, well, something's going on on my planet. I need to be here. I need to be there, not here. 
and you know, and then you get Sornick in another panel. Like it definitely feels like. And it feels it's worth noting she's a queen now, not princess. Yeah, Yeah, that's right, she's queen. And it feels really big as well because then buildings start falling down on Mogo, and like we have like Kyle try to hold it up as Jess goes in to try and evacuate whoever's inside. That's how we end the book because she finds. And I love the panel on the second last page at the bottom because Jesse's face is in such shadow. Because I think the art's pretty good overall. I think there's some faces here or there that's that are a little bit off. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be an acquired taste because yeah. there are parts of it that are just like, oh man. But there's other stuff like you guys said, like the ships. I like coming the, through. Yeah, and, I think the ships yeah. are really good. I like the shadows, the inks, the 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 coloring. I like a lot. I just think the the actual line work at times for the faces is a bit. It's it's funny because are, are you praising this panel here with the face and the shadows? Yeah, I like this. I like this panel. See, I th- I think it. I, I don't think it's that good, and I think the shadows are actually trying to hide the problems in the face. To me, I, I'm. Oh, seeing I don't think it so. This at, is. Like, it looks like it's covering it up to me. No, because you look at the next page and it's very shadowy as well. It, no, it's really playing with the blacks. No, so. no, it is. But the way it, the way it covers us there, and I'm like, because I didn't think it was that strong. And then I'm looking there, it looks like they're trying to cover some of it up, so it doesn't seem. Quite no, bad. I, I liked it. I, I like thought this, it I like this panel. Yeah. Next page. Uh, no, I, like, I, I like the, the last one a whole lot. Joe, I like about that 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 panel a lot actually is the shading on her uh, symbol around the eye. I really like the uh, the the gradual like uh, gradient on that. Yeah. I, I think. Um, Faces are definitely the you know the, the weak point of this art, but architecture yeah. and and ships yeah look phenomenal yeah um I I, I think uh, I'll be quite into this art if it, if it keep, if it keeps with this uh, with Perkins I think I'll be into it overall even if the, you know it's, there's a couple of spotty elements here or there but I think it its strengths are working that for what yeah. Green Lantern is a lot of the time so yeah well and the greens really pop like on Simon's uniform yeah like his his design and on his face the green really pops. And then you look over at Jess, and it's hers is more green than yeah. his. So, yeah. but yeah, also, but you, you find that that Simon's with the with the, Kyle Saul. Yeah, the guardian who was at the guardian. start of the issue, and he's got a big, yep. you know, bit of rock or metal, whatever, like sticking right through him, yep. and he's been murdered. And Simon just says he's dead, but then Jesse's rings like, no, no, he's been murdered. You can't, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. Just don't trust Baz. Well, because it says scanning for two forms of life, the page before, and it says mm. correction one. So it almost makes it sound like maybe. You know, Simon could have murdered him if his ring. If he was trying to save him and the ring disobeyed. Yeah, I, you know, I find interesting is you know, Pete, you know, the start you said, oh, you know, Jess's ring seems to be it might be okay. Maybe the opposite. I, 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 I thought the opposite. I was like, oh, is yeah. this a sign that it's trying to pit her against them? Kind of what I'm I'm reading it as right now, and you could be right. It could be like her ring's also screwed, but. And maybe because of of its personality and attitude, it's doing it in a different way where it's trying to convince her to be you know be bad, but you know without her knowing it, it could be that absolutely could be. Um, I was also wondering though if like it, it can detect that the other rings are corrupted, and the ring doesn't understand that the people right. in the rings are separate. It's, you know, it's like it's saying you yeah. can't trust him. It's not, but no, she can trust right. Simon. It's Simon's ring that might be the concern. No, right. no that's fair. You know, I, I think. Yeah. I'm okay with either option. Like I said, I yeah. think you can read it as both ways at the minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, okay I, with either, so I'm looking forward to it. I, I know it'll be fun though, because this idea that the rings can't be trusted uh, is a really fun idea for a Latin story. It is. Yep. And it and it balances the space cop stuff with the with the space opery stuff. I mean, you have this new villain group called the Eon, and they talk in wheeze like they're this hive mind. Yeah. That's what was attacking uh, John. 
So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, but Jurgens, man, he surprises me every time he jumps to something new. Like, whether it was Batman Beyond or, you know, Green Lanterns, we knew he could all hate Superman. So that wasn't a surprise, but... No, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. It's a promising start to the to the run. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's good stuff. Uh, so, well, we'll shall rate it. Matt, what would you give it? Uh, so, because of spotty art and some of the story stuff, right? that story is stronger than the art here. Uh, this is 7.5. All right, Connor. No, I was uh, really into this, so I get an eight point five. Um, yeah, I I think I might go with eight point five as well. I think I'm going to say with that. I, I I mean I agree with it. Obviously, we mentioned the art, and that's where maybe some of the pitfalls are. But I'm really into the story. I, I think, it, you know, I always joke that I don't like Guy that much. I I think Guy's fine. I just he's my least favorite. Um, none of the like every character was fun to come to. There was no, no there wasn't like one scene where I cut to it and went, oh, not them again. Like I was into him, it. him and Kilowog together. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, oh hell, Jess and Kale, the two best lanterns together, best thing ever. Uh, so that's uh, Green Lantern's number fifty. So this is the start of a new big run. Hopefully, it's a big run. Uh, but Jurgens off to a strong, strong start. So we'll move on. We'll move on to Nightwing forty six. Benjamin Percy writing Christopher Muniham on the art. So we're coming back into the was it the the phantasm boxes yep. that are taking over and now these virtual enemies that are that are appearing in front of Dick like they're virtual but they can hurt him because he's like hardwired into right. it um, and he actually jumps out the window and and he civvies because he's trying to get away from it and luckily yep. because he called Babs Babs looked into this tech stuff and was concerned enough that she she came by and catches them. So we get like we get Dick and Bab sort of working as a team this issue, which I I'm always a fan. Of. I'm always going to be down yep. for it. Um, so we all we all know I, I haven't been big on Mooneyham's art, mm-hmm. but this this I feel like he's finally found his legs. Oh yeah. strikes the balance between well, the super blocky. Uh, I mean, I I think it's worth noting we do have a different some different artists in the, in the middle for a few pages. Um, oh, I thought that the... really uh, stood out. Um, ju- just after the title page, for maybe like three or four pages. Um, yeah, we do. I th- yeah, I thought um, I was like, I thought the the the, the back girl from this artist is so much nicer. It's a bit more rounded, and as soon as we cut back to Mooneyham's back girl, the lips are just so ugly. <laughs> that doesn't like, bother me. There's I... um, the page, you know, uh, a couple of pages after that when they're just inside the base and. Um, Dick's got his hand out. It's the second panel down on that page. I don't know what's going on with her mouth. She's shocked. It's, it's fine. It, yeah, but it doesn't look like shock. Her eyes look like shock. Her mouth just looks alien. Oh, man, it's not the best yeah, that, that, that page is bad. So wait, who did the art where, where he puts in his code as Robin? Is uh, that the other artist? We have a look. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, that's the other artist. Yeah. Okay, well then, okay. Well, I thought that was Muniam because my, yeah, I oh, can't so it, well. it was the other artist you were praising. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. So. Um. Yeah. Well, we got to the bottom of it. So now, I actually, I did have a lot of fun with this issue. Um. I, do you know what? This is going to sound strange. So, Dick has like a base, like a, a cave, essentially, inside mm-hmm. the city, and he's got that thing where he, his password is Robin, and Babs gives him shit for it. Um, and we find out that you know the, the, all these phantasm things have been put in the, the city streetlights, so it's everywhere. And Dick's infected. Uh, I, I love when it's crawling inside his cheek, and she's like, "Okay, stay still, Dick." And she's like, "I'm going to punch it." His friends just punch him in the face all the time. It's great. Whether it's 
Decker Babs, like or uh, Bruiser Babs. They always crack me up. They're always punching them out. So here's here's a weird a weird uh, thing I'm going to say that I don't think I was expecting to say uh, after this issue. If they want to keep him permanently with this metal visor instead of his old mask, I'm okay with it. It fits. I think it totally fits no. Nightwing. No. It looks cool. No, I don't like it. It looks no, cool. It looks awful. No, it looks great. I'm into it. This is like so 80s. I love it's your it. Your favorite Star Trek character, Jordy LaForge? No. <laughs> That's what you're telling me by you liking this visor. This visor is great. Him with the big, sort of almost cyberpunk visor with the rest of the suit is great. I'm into it. You also think Kyle's mask looks good. That's the worst. <laughs> it does. Your, your opinion on no. masks is, is just invalid. No. No. That's no. great. I love it. Uh, so. Basically, they're like, okay, so whoever's behind this is doing all this stuff, um, and the, the, the entire city's a, a danger to them now. But then we have another victim, uh, the the mayor, uh, who's now resigned because this like leaked footage of him in some sort of weird kinky sex act. Uh, has, uh, Blue Haven cannot keep a mayor. No, they like, cannot. Every time... It's a judge, like, wasn't it? What's that? Huh? It's a judge, not a mayor, wasn't it? No, because there's, like there's like a fill-in mayor who fills in for him later. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I, I was, yeah. The, the the news headline talks about is it local judge. Um, oh, Judge Matterhorn. There's definitely a replacement mayor. Was the mayor? Did the mayor already die? Maybe that's what it was. It must have. Yeah, done. that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. because uh, yeah. later on the, the guy's giving the speech and he's like, oh, I'm your fill-in mayor and, uh, yeah. And it turns out the guy that Dick's been training, you know, with the the, the yeah. cyber eye, is like behind this tech. He's behind all of it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'm ready to jump to him being the villain yet, though. I feel like there's going to be more to it than just he's the yeah, bad no, guy. Yeah, no, he's he's bankrolling it, but not knowing. Yeah, know? like that's how I'm going to take it. Because I actually, where, where the art, which I I know I, I agree that the faces aren't amazing. Like it's it's a very pulpy '90s style, but I, I think it kind of works for what he's doing with the story. But uh, the some of the stuff that I love is when the virtual buildings come in. Like, when they turn on the virtual buildings and that panel of Dick looking around, again, that visor's kind of cool. I'm into it. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Babs is undercover. She's with the press. Uh, all this is all this is going on. And he yeah. sees them. So, I mean, that's basically the issue is that they're, they're, they're starting a big thing at the end. And these uh, mobsters show up at the end because they're not happy that their city's being changed as Dick is finding the... Uh, the, the do you look like the, uh, the, the Westworld hosts... Without the yeah, skin. The, the the new hosts, the, the the new ones from season two. Yeah, the big white ones, ones. Yeah, they do look like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're called the terminals, and they're the ones that are they're, they're at least the foot soldiers who are doing all the work for the bad guy, uh, yeah. setting things yeah. up and whatnot. Uh, but no, I'm actually really into how pulpy this is. I I, I I I can't argue with most of the criticisms, but <laughs> for me, I like the story in this was was stronger than it has been. I like you know, the. The back and forth between Dick and Babs. That's See, always I, a, I, I'm a little torn because I think their their back and back and forth is pretty strong. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Thunk's a good word. I, I just... couldn't decide between thought or if if I think, and it, it, it came out wrong. But it, I, I like their their back and forth well enough. I don't know. We, we seem to be playing up the technophobe angle even more by highlighting it by having Babs around, and I'm not really feeling that. I've made my peace with it. It's fine. Whatever. I'll just think, can I ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> it's hard to ignore when that's the the central focus of the issue. It's not the central focus. It's there for the first page. She cracks some jokes about him not having proper passwords, and that's okay. kind of it. Yeah. 
I don't know. The whole arc is clearly about you know this technology taking over lives. This is literally the whole point of this story. Yeah, but you know, but Percy did that also with Green Arrow, and he did. I think he I got a lot like of a system. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think Ollie's a better character to do that with because he is Mister Tech Guy. I just, you know, I, it just doesn't bother me. It's just, it's whatever. It's like a weird, quirky thing to write into the character for this this story. But everything with Babs here was great. The actual tech plot of like the, the virtual things taking over city, and then it's led to him having this badass visor that protects him from telling what reality and you know physical world is. That's your true love. We always thought you loved Dick, but you love Visor. Hey, the, I don't know. I, I I don't know. As soon as I saw him with that visor, I went, you know what? That's kind of suiting him. It's it's really not. It absolutely is. People tell them that those, these two are wrong. Tell them that this visor is a great fit for. We'll Dick. just end uh, up with the uh, with the, the the technology in his lenses and his his usual mask, and then jobs are good. Nah, visor. Yeah. Cyberpunk visor. Right. Do it. Madge, you want to rate the book? What did you rate Nightwing? Yeah. So, so yeah, man, I, there's some strong art, but it wasn't the same artist that I thought it was. So that, that knocked down some points on my end. Uh, so, no, this is a seven. It's The story picked back up. Uh, and, yeah. Cool, cool. Carter? Uh, I give it a 6.5. Uh, it wasn't working for me as much as the last few. All right, okay. Um, actually, it's the most out of the three issues. So I, I am going... I'm going with an eight. I'm going as high as an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. It's flowing for me. It's flowing for Miser me. Dick makes him feel things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough talking about Dick. It, I just want to say, you know, when we when we get new buttons eventually. What we uh-huh. need is, is just a visor to go over Pete's eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need. Um, I don't actually have the button set up because I, I, for all those at home, you'll notice that the, the visuals, if you're watching the video, are a little bit updated uh, with so, some you know, Twitters of an idea and stuff. But I'm on a new version of the software that I use and I've not put all the, the buttons in yet. So there's no buttons this week, unfortunately. Uh, they'll be back. I mean, I thought you would have liked Ready Player One if you loved visors that much more. Like, that whole movie is visors. No, that movie is clunky VR headsets and a plot that is not justified. But anyway, regardless. Wait a minute, but but isn't that what Dick's using the visor for? Is like his no, own no, no, no. This is this is VR? like a sheet of metal over his face. This is not a big clunky VR headset. There's a difference. Well, ones in Ready Player One aren't that clunky. They're clunky yeah. enough. That, those don't look cyberpunk. Those look just a bit of tech that you buy. This looks cyberpunky. I disagree. It's like cyberpunk. There's not nearly enough gears to be cyberpunk. It it just looks Wait, like, like that's steampunk. Like that's steampunk, Matt. Yeah, Christ. yeah. My, my brain's not. I want. God. Let's just keep going. All right, we'll move on. Just, we'll move on. Everyone uh, rated that, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to Green Arrow number forty-two. Uh, Meerkat Scott writing Matthew Clark. This is the second part of the two-part fill-in. Obviously, the oh, the Benson's not even on next month. The Benson's start in August, so yeah. we're still getting our fill-in yeah. next month. Um, it's weird how they, they split that up so much there's so, so much uh, time before yeah. we got there but, uh, so we actually quite liked the first half of this this was the, the parasite uh, needs to be transported and Oliver because he yeah. doesn't have powers is tasked with this and uh, he broke, breaks out of course in the first part of this and he's you know killed a bunch of criminals, taken their powers and uh, Oliver this is basically the issue of Oliver trying to track him and, and take him back in um, and that's basically what it is. There's like no, no no real surprises in the plot. It's just kind of fun to read, and there's like some fun action. Yeah. And all- I, so I realized in this issue it wasn't traditional parasite. It was the new fifty two version mm-hmm. of him. So I thought that was 
uh, a nice little touch because it's not the Rudy Jones version that's like been driven mad. This guy's a little bit more sympathetic because he got his powers. I had to do a little research this morning. Yeah, he got his powers oh, trying to make Matt. Superman. Matt. Nope. <laughs> of course, Matt did research. Yes, we'll we'll save your audience before his mate starts yeah. killing your ears. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he got his powers saving Superman. So and he's kind of just a victim of circumstances. So when you see like the prison treating him bad because they have no other choice. I thought that's perfect for a Green Arrow story. Yeah, because it, it like, becomes this story about how he's actually being like victimized and mistreated, and mm-hmm. Oliver actually does feel bad for him, but he has to break. Yep. He's, he's too dangerous to let out. But it's like, okay, right. we'll try and you know maybe give him a window or something, give him like a toilet and a TV, perhaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just just some little nice things to make his life not completely utterly miserable. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I did some cool stuff with the art panels. Like, there's one that was shaped like an arrow. Mm-hmm. They do the target stuff again. Yeah. I don't think it was as strong as in the first issue. But yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of it. What they do is instead of just having the straight boxes, they're just all slightly slanted to give it this this yeah. impression of uh, as if they're slightly tilted forward yeah, or back. It's just a little angular, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. just to make it have I, a bit of flow to it. Yeah, I think my my favorite part of the book was definitely where you know he's oh no he's he's angry. You know I, I can use rage. It's predictable. I know exactly what's going to happen. And then he says something, and he and he changes to to fear. And he's like, uh oh, yeah. that's not good because. Yeah, you know, you, it's unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do next. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that was that was pretty much it. Obviously, he gives the warden some shit. He's not happy about it. And he leaves off. And that's that's the book. It's very simple. There wasn't, wasn't a whole lot to it. Yep. But yeah. It was an enjoyable read. The art was nice. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about Batgirl now with Scott coming yeah. on to it because I feel like this shows me that it's not over, you know, like she's got a good sense of pacing with the narration and dialogue. It's not clunky, mm-hmm. and yeah. she understands Oliver enough to get him right. So I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah, the, about there's Batgirl. always the danger that they get Oliver, but not not Babs. Yeah, that, 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 we've seen it happen with writers before. But there's no reason to assume that before. Th- there's not. No, at least now we've got some baseline to compare yeah, against for some quality. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Batgirl now. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So what we're at, yeah, we're no, no 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 need to spend a ton of time on it. Matt, what would you what would you rate it? Uh, so this is a seven point five. Yep, uh, I'll probably give it a straight seven. I think I think it's good. I think it uh, does some good stuff. Uh, ultimately, kind of forgettable, but you know, solid solid reads. Uh, nothing nothing bad to say, really. Uh, Connor. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the solid seven. It's just it's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'll take out the final book of the week, and that is Deathstroke number thirty three. Christopher Priest writing and Ed Bennis on the art. Um, bit of a confession. I slept in today and. I had time for one book, and it was either that or Nightwing. I picked Nightwing, so uh, okay. I, I didn't get to Deathstroke. But I assume you both read it, Connor. No. Oh. I, I was running late from work. Oh. And I, uh, so I only had one book to read. Yeah. But, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll do a quick hit on this one. It's uh, it's the Adventures of Damien and Slade mm-hmm. as they're going around, and Slade starts to put it together that someone has tampered with this DNA sample. Like, there's no way this kid's his. The way that there's just blind loyalty from Damien, I'm not going to call him father. It's not sitting well with Slade. Uh, and Is, is Damien ironically being a shit? No, he's actually just going in, and it's almost a test because he actually won't let Slade kill people. He keeps getting into the way. But right. he does it in a way where, no, this is how we operate. Um and so there's banter back and forth with them. He's like, stop calling me your dad. I'm not your dad. Uh, 
and whatnot. And he starts doing the whole, uh, almost like Batman and son where he pledges like allegiance to him and stuff. And they, they go on this mission to this bike shop and, um, it turns out that the guy in the bike shop was, um, like an ally of Slade's, like an asset that he uses and someone's trying to take him out and you get Nightshade showing up and there's a, a cool fight with Robin and, and Slade with Nightshade. A lot of cool, you know, with the art, Bennis does some cool things with her. It's almost Venom-esque, like with her Nightshade powers, but like it won't affect mm. the icon suit and whatnot. But yeah, but Damien ends up being able to be pulled into the Nightshade realm and that's how they defeat her. And right. they end up I... working... Pretty well I did, together. I did see something on Twitter that I thought was mm-hmm. interesting, given that you know how we were complaining about last issue with the the Dick Grayson being like, yeah. "Hey, if he, if he doesn't like Dick Grayson, right. why is he using him?" Yeah. Right. Apparently, that was meant to be Tim. That was Red Robin. All right. Okay. I think that there's yeah. some dialogue in this issue. Apparently. It comes here that you find out that that that's part of the the scheme too. Was that was from from Tim? Not from Dick. So, yeah. But he leaves uh, Damien in the Nightshade Realm a little too long. It starts to drive him a little mad. So when he pulls him in there, he comes out and he's kind of like, almost like Lazarus Pitted, where he's just like pure rage. And he attacks uh, Slade. And it's during this attack that he, that Slade kind of puts it together. What What's not right. Um, but this whole thing that they were trying to get from that Nightshade was trying to get, it ties back to um, Amanda Waller. So Damon actually did a bait and switch and saved the day. And yeah, it's I'm getting a little tired of Priest because he does these things with the story where he leaves these little hanging threads and then doesn't come back to them for a while. And just like Slade puts it together that now after this interaction with Damien, he knows who's pulling this thread and i feel like it's not gonna be batman i feel like it is adeline kane it's his wife and i feel like it's a lesson of him being a father mm. because he abandoned his children so often and if anyone's a lot like slade if any of the kids it's gonna be damien because it sure wasn't joey and it wasn't grant rose has her issues so but yeah him and damien work as a team real well but you know yeah, it's, manipulations it's funny because earlier, earlier this week um, I, I said to a couple of people uh, I was like oh yeah this is, these are the books I've got this week um, the only yeah. one I'm not really looking forward to is Deathstroke yeah. um, and because I don't know my, my, my interest has been dwindling on it but I, I mean I've, 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 I was intending on reading it I just ran out of time but um, when it became a choice of like that or like something else that I wanted to read I was like no no yeah, the other no. one Definitely. I'm yeah. I'm probably gonna stick through to the end of this, and then I'll probably end up dropping it. Just I've been trying to just keep it with uh, Priest Run because Priest will do this, and I'll get out, and then he'll do something that pulls me back in. And now I just kind of want to see where the story's gonna go, see if I'm right. Uh, and there's there's two issues left. It says there's a two part conclusion. Hmm. So, but yeah, say Slade basically surmises that the the way that that Batman would get him to stop operating his Deathstroke business is by embedding Damien there with him. Because Damien won't let him kill people, right? He'll just keep getting in the way. And Slade doesn't want to kill Damien. Plus, Damien's almost kind of a match for him. That's, right? that's really kind of a great idea. Yeah, right? So, they he Priest leads you on this way. Like, yeah, maybe Slade could be his dad, but maybe it's just the League of Assassins training, 
you know? Like, there's so many similarities with the way Slate operates and the way that Talia would operate, right? So, of course you'd pick him. But when Deathstroke puts it together, and he never actually believes it for a second, that Damien's his kid, there's more going on. I don't think it's Bruce that tampered with it. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate it, Matt? Um, the art by Venice is, is really solid. Um, I mean, Nightshade looks a little bit cheesecakey at times, uh, but that's Venice uh, in a kind of a nutshell. But the action sequences look really good. Uh, story is a little hit or miss, so this is probably a 6.5, I would say. Well, that does bring an end to the books, so that means that we're on to picking our favourite stuff of the week. We pick our best panel slash moment, we pick our best cover, our best art, and our top five books. Uh, we do this every single week. So, starting off with best panel slash moment. Matt, what, what you got? Uh, so, mine, it was really hard not to pick the 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 Alfred and Bruce stuff, because I love mm. that so much, but talking over Man of Steel and the lanterns, you know, up in the Arctic for Candor. That really hit me, so that that's gonna be my moment. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I I'm kind of a, a, a mix of what to pick here this week. There was, there was some really big options from a few things. Um, I think though I'm gonna have to go with the horror option and pick Joker behind uh, Hot Girl. That's good too. In Justice League. That's good it's too. Just, it's just too good. Connor, what's yours? Yeah, I was, it's, nothing's really Oops. immediately jumping out at me as as a must pick. I think Shambles. I'm gonna go with um. The one from Justice League with uh, Aquaman floating the silhouette, as, as we're yeah. going to see, uh, you know, seeing the base. Sounds, sounds pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm fixing things that fell over when I tried to let the cat in, because the cat is yeah. causing chaos, as usual. These yeah. cats are awful, we've been yeah. over this. <laughs> right, so, that's, uh, so, what did you pick, Connor? I wasn't listening. <laughs> so, Justice League with uh, Aquaman. Yeah, you know, the, when they go in the water, the, the, the base. Oh, cool, yeah, that was, that was good. That, that, yeah. was, that, was, that was good, yeah. That was a good pick. Uh, so, uh, best cover, then, of the week. Uh, oh, this is easy. It's the Catwoman variant. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't really fight you on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Art Germ as much as you guys do. So I can't I can't with that one. There wasn't a Middleton, I don't think, right? No, no, Middleton. I do like the Catwoman just playing... When no, to be fair, Nick Jones... Deathstroke's variant is really good this week as well. Is it a Matino one again? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, oh, that is very nice. Yeah. I'm sorry to pick Catwoman, I'm but... St- yeah, I'm sticking with Catwoman, but that is nice. But yeah, Catwoman so, I'm, I'm down between the Justice League with uh, the Jim Lee hot girl. That looks... Surprisingly good, yeah. Yeah, like... But I think I'm going to give it to, to Joel Jones for the regular Catwoman. The regular cat one, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Cover. Um, all right, so that is that's cover. So we'll pick our best art of the week. Um, do, do I have a immediate pick? Um, no, I do. You do. Uh, um, I mean, I think ultimately I probably have to go with Fabic and, and Man of Steel. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's just Joel would it's probably. Consistent. Yeah, Joel would probably get it if it wasn't for those first three or four pages yep. where it was a bit rougher. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, Fabric's just consistent. It's yeah. been consistent. Even with all those little panels that popped up throughout the... But that said, uh, I will say Jimenez for Justice League is just right behind. He's not yeah. far off. So, yeah. uh, we'll just say that. Uh, Connor? Yeah, I, I went into this week 
kind of expecting Tyrell Jones, but the opening of the book's just a bit too messy. I think I'm probably going to have to go with, with Justice League with him and Ezra. Uh, yeah, that's a couple cool. of little things aside, but I, I feel that way with, with most of the art this week. Have a couple, and I think that's the one that, that has the, the, the least amount of those little problems, but it's still very good overall. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I quite like Perkins on Green Lanterns, despite its flaws. I think overall there was a, a good. It's mood. definitely solid, but I don't yeah. think it's in contender for best. So there you go. So our top five books of the week. Uh, it should be interesting. Um, so Connor, yeah. what's your top five? Uh, Green Lanterns, Justice League, Green Arrow, uh, Catwoman, Nightwing. Oh, cool, Matt. So Man of Steel, Justice League, Catwoman. Batman, Green Lanterns. Cool. My number one is Justice League. Number two is... Uh... Wait, what? My number one is Justice League. My number two is Man of Steel. My number three is Green Lanterns. Number four is Nightwing? Yeah, then number five would be sure. would be uh, Batman, I think. Is that right? I'm, I'm really confused right there. I'm really confused. Oh, how many did I read? Where's seven? That's no Green Arrow or Deathstroke. That sounds. Oh wait, no. I've never seen Peter so confused by a list before. Me neither. Oh, the cat's confusing me. All right. Oh yeah, blame the cat. Justice League, Man of Steel, Green Lanterns, Nightwing, Batman. Yeah, no, I was right. I'm right. Why am I doing it myself? Why do it myself? Maybe you were like, did I prefer Green Arrow over Batman? Maybe. Uh, no, 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 I give that a 7. Just, uh... okay. The math does not lie. My math is solid. I, I like how you spent every week for the like, you know, the first three or four weeks we're doing this being like, sometimes the, the numbers might well, not they line no, up no, the some, Sometimes they don't, but I'm just saying, you're disputing me there with that. I'm just, uh, the math I'm is just there. I'm questioning is there a reason why maybe you were so hesitant. No, I was just I was trying to remember what else was out. I feel like I was forgetting something, um, but I wasn't, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's us. That's that's the top picks of the week. Well, it leads me to tell you what's coming next week. Where's my list? Yeah. Uh, here we are. So next week, week two of the month, we have Superman issue one. We have Detective Comics nine eight four. We have the Flash number fifty. So that is the big super size conclusion to Flash War. That is super exciting. We'll be having that. Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number forty eight. We have Hawkman number two, which I'm not particularly looking forward to. But you two uh, weren't this show last issue. Oh yes, I am. Um, yeah. We get Mister Miracle number ten. Or did it get pushed? May have been pushed. Yeah, it's been pushed. It's, not it's been there. pushed. Yeah, I'll have been pushed. I'll take that off. Uh, we get Plastic Man number two, right. and we have Sideways number six. Uh, on top of that, we also have. Uh, well, we won't. That's what we're covering next week. We also have coming out that we won't be covering: Wonder Woman number fifty, Immortal Men number four, Red Hood Netlaws number twenty-four, and Suicide Squad number forty-four. So that's. Uh, did, did you say Titans? Uh, it's Titans, Titans next week. Titans twenty-three. Oh. It's the start of the. I'm actually uh, looking forward to era. that, so that's, that's good. Titans 23. I'll be reading that. I'll put that in. There you go. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what's coming next week. So, uh, interesting week. Superman number one obviously being the biggie. That and Flash, I think, are the two yeah, uh, buddy, main it's events. The week... That, Hawkman. Those two and Hawkman. It's the week it's, for me. For me, uh, Hawkman and Plastic Man is what I'm really excited about, weirdly. You are a weirdo. I mean, I, I like Plastic Man, admittedly. Uh, I'm, I'm into Plastic Man. Yeah, that, that's my make or break issue. If, if I'm going to keep reading, uh, is that one. Okay, so. okay. 
Uh, I yeah. probably feel the same way about Hawkman, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll read issue two and I'll see how I feel. But oh. issue one wasn't. Stezik's doing uh, uh, the variant for Hawkman. Oh, yeah. yeah I, remember, was... I remember seeing these when they were, it was first he's, tweeting them out. He's fighting yeah, a dragon. I'm going to have to buy that. Yeah, the, 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 you you already know Matt's pick for cover next week. Yeah, most like I mean, but 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 there is a Hughes Superman. Oh, uh, isn't there a, a Medina Flash variant next week as well? Uh, there is looking. the one with all the the, the the reverse Flash faces. I think. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. There you go. You'll know oh. what I mean when you see. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, there's there's bigger options next week for for best cover. A lot a lot of biggies. So that's what's coming next week. Um, it is a Doomsday Clock month, which does mean that uh, Connor's going to be missing that week. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! What week is it? It's not next week. But Connor actually is missing next week's show. He's he's got he's got he's got a thing. I'm about to do the Hawkman fight by myself. Yeah. Uh. So so Connor's missing next week. Uh. Luckily, that's Superman issue one, which he won't be reading. So I mean, it's actually yeah. probably the best week for him to miss. Um. But uh, we apparently we have Doomsday Clock on the 18th because I think that was the one that was delayed from the final week of May, or sorry, yeah. the final week of June. I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Regardless, it's on the, the, the third week this month is Doomsday Clock. Apparently. That's fine by me. I should be here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It, that, that's the cover with the lantern, right? No, that's just your seven. No, that's like seven. No, that's yeah. seven? Okay. That's, that's a few away, Matt. Crap. That's the one that was just solicited. I mean, yeah. I'm so excited, but I'm just a little less excited. It's not that one. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll have some fun, Matt. I'm sure. But that's your six yeah. that's coming out. Uh, yeah. So... So yeah, that's that's what's coming next week. And that brings it out to the show, more or less. This is done. Um, so as always, let us know what you thought of the books this week in the comments or on the Twitters. All the Twitters are on the screen, but for the audio people, we should tell people what they are. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? At Matt of Steel 57. Connor? I just want to say, I really appreciate that this is on the screen. I could just read it and I don't have to think about it because it's, uh, it's it's kind of around 94. Yes, the year of your birth and your name. So hard to remember. Look, uh, I just I just... Someone asked me how old I was today, and it took me about a minute to work it out. I didn't know. I had to go, I was born in 94, it's 2018. Oh my god. Um, you can get me on Twitter at Wibble89. You can get the comics podcast as a whole on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Of course, we do recommend you go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, because over there you can get some bonuses. You can support the show and the channel and everything we do and keep us going, uh, make it make it feasible to get all these ridiculous number of comics that we, we need to get um, and amongst other things. But if you want to support us other ways, that's cool too. Uh, by liking, subscribing, watching the ads on YouTube, whatever else. All of it all of it does help. Um, and if you're actually, again, like we said at the start, we had tech issues whilst recording the, the monthly. So the June monthly still you got for patrons. That's coming fairly soon. And then you'll get July's as well later in the month. In fact, we can even, we can tell you what July's is going to be. We can announce that right now. It'll be nice. Uh, we're, me and Connor are going to talk about uh, JLA The Nail um yes, later in the month yeah so so that's coming up later in the month the the june monthly which we've recorded some of and then had tech issues is the books one and two of the dark prince charming the batman book yeah. so that's coming uh fairly soon as well so as, as soon as possible yeah as soon as possible um which I, I think means Monday night when we record it, but I don't know. We'll see if we can squeeze it in tonight. I, I don't think so, though. Uh, but that is coming soon, so look forward to that. If you're a patron, if you're not a patron, go and check out the Patreon and see, see if there's anything there you want. Uh, if you want to be nice and just chip in a dollar, that, that's cool. Uh, but that is that is us. Uh, that is the show. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, yeah, I'd like to promote one thing, one other thing. Matt. Yeah. You can pick something from, from Male Fuzz TV to promote. Promote it. 
Oh yeah, uh, we're watching Glow season two. So oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Check. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, episode one's up. Episode one reviews up, and we're recording episode two tomorrow, I believe. So. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So yeah, I can look forward to that. If you're a fan of Glow, um, uh, we're we're gonna be working our way through that slowly. You can check yep. it out. That's me and Matt doing that because Cora didn't want to watch it because it's wrestling related. Uh, but me and Matt are doing it, so it's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that is us. Uh, that is uh, the show. That is episode one hundred and eleven, one one one. So yeah, so as always, uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Um, keep reading DC comics, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. It's coming home. Thank you.